welcome to Let's Talk. Tottenham's still buzzing on the fact that we're in the Champions League next year. We've got Conte, we've got Kane. Uh, all happy days until the season starts and then it all go downhill. Uh, but yeah, no games to talk about. So we've got a Premier League quiz. The Premier League's just finished. Uh, yeah, we've got a quiz about the Premier League. Uh, no idea what the questions will be like. I have to write it fairly quickly. Uh, we've got four contestants here. Hopefully a couple more as well, but great contestants. Jonathan, uh, newly promoted Forest fan. How you doing, buddy? Very well, thank you. Thanks for the invite. Oh, no problem. No problem. Uh, I just apologise. No forest questions, so you're at a slight <laughs> disadvantage. Early doors. Uh, Hass, who you know, Spurs fan. How you doing, Hass? How you doing, Chris? Yeah, not too bad. Still buzzing, still buzzing. Good, good. Uh, and Matt, United fan. Uh, probably not best to ask how you're doing with the season, but uh, how are you doing generally? I'm great. Skip on United. <laughs> and ja and Jamie, Liverpool fan, probably the same. Probably best not to ask how you how you are with the season. But uh, how are you doing? No, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, mate. Thank you very much. Excellent. Uh, yeah, all welcome and thanks for coming on. Uh, always fun doing a quiz. So always good to have uh, people on. Uh, Bobby K in the chat. How are you doing, Bobby? Uh, I will apologise, obviously, to, for people in the chat. Please get your questions in and everything. Uh, but obviously, if you are answering questions, I can't show them on the screen. So, uh, yeah, feel free to play along. Uh, I'll let you know if you're right or wrong. Uh, I'll, I'll ask all you four as well to make sure you don't look at uh, YouTube and the live chats coming in. Uh, Ian, how you doing, Ian? Hope you're feeling better. Uh, Audio Artisan, how you doing, buddy? So, right, let's get cracking. Hopefully, this will work. Excellent. So, yeah, so this is the quiz. 40 points up for grabs. I think there's five rounds. So it's a, a, a first round, then the first round answers, second round, second round answers, so on and so forth. So uh, what I forgot to say, you will need a pen and paper. I didn't say that. So if you haven't got a pen and paper, uh, yeah. I know Tommy on Hotspur Hood does it where he sends a, a, a send me a, a message. Uh, but I'm uh, reading through four lots of 40 messages and yeah feel free to play along at home and please hit the like hit the subscribe really helps uh yeah if you're watching live feel free to get your comments in and play along obviously like i said i won't be able to read them out uh or show them on screen uh, but i'll let you know if you're right and uh yeah if you're watching on the uh replay let us know how you did in the comments as well uh, it's also available on um just podcasts as well. There's no pictures, so you should be able to play along as well. And yeah, Bobby K, good morning, Grandpa Ian. Congratulations on the new grandbaby. Yeah, congratulations, Ian. And uh, like I said, hope you're feeling a bit better. Uh, got COVID uh, the other day. So yeah, hopefully you're feeling a bit better. Uh, but yeah, everyone got pen and paper? Yeah, the wife's just bringing some. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh so you got some cheer, you got some help. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea where pen and paper is in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go and grab it, actually. I'll be right back. No worries. There. How are you feeling about Ten Hag, Matt? Um, I'm not thinking about it just yet, mate, to be honest. I'm going to have a few weeks off. Well, OK. <laughs> um, good, good to see certain players leaving. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be quite a few weeks, and I'm going to make the most of that, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. but he, he, yeah, he, he's, he's doing all right so far. You know, he's doing his press conference and uh, he's, he's 
you know, he's, he's, he's turned up and he's done what he's had to do so far. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can, um, yeah, do better next season. Yeah. Be interesting how you do. Certainly, I think uh, Manchester United are never short of money. The amount of money that they have made from advertising and, and just their name, you'll always have money to spend. So it'll be interesting what you do in the summer. But, uh... right. you <laughs> Everybody ready? Yeah. Cool. So first round is stats, stats, and more stats. You can tell that I was running out of ideas when I was thinking of the names of the round. Uh, that's the best I can think of. And the picture isn't central either. So, yeah, you can see how uh, rush this has been, but hopefully it'll be all right. So these are basically stats from the last year in the Premier League. All the questions are based on 21-22 season. So 10 questions here. So who was the first manager to be sacked? Just realised that's not actually a stat, but kind of is anyone needs any questions repeating then just uh, give me a shout okay uh, ready for the next one okay so number two how many goals are scored in the 21-22 season was it A uh, 1,072, B, 1,071, or C, 1,195? City and Liverpool scored most of them. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all done from Google and Wikipedia and stuff like that. So if I've got it wrong, it's not my fault. Someone's put something wrong on the website. Damn them. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been stupid enough to trust their website. <laughs> okay. Number three. Who spent more days on top of the Premier League? Is it Liverpool, Tottenham or Manchester United? Jesus. All three of them spent time on the top of the Premier League, but uh, who spent the longest? It's going to hurt me for life. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, who dropped the most points in a 21-22 season from the 2021 season? So what that means is uh, teams had X amount of points in a 2021 season. In 2022, this is a team that had the, uh, dropped the most points from that season. So went backwards, essentially. Oh, what a horrible question. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the code just bear me a second you send codes over to people i'm sure i sent it over maybe i didn't yeah, sorry about this people uh Codes over, people need it to their laptop. They don't tell you until uh, it's gone live. Okay. 
Okay, number five. Who and then subsequently, who gained the most points in twenty one twenty two from the twenty twenty one season? Sending a code over to Mac, just bear me two seconds. We'll obviously have to uh, repeat these questions when he comes on, but uh... <clears throat> to be honest, Chris, I need time to think about some of these, mate, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go to the number 10 and then hopefully he'll be on and then we can have kind of a, 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 a blind date style recap, you know, without Graham. Number six, which team had the least draws? How you doing, Bob? Congratulations, Bob, on your NHS 24-hour uh, stream. Really good cause. And uh, yeah, if you haven't already, go watch that and... and go and donate some money to the NHS very worthy cause okay number seven how many hat tricks did Ronaldo score in the 21-22 season Premier League this is Number eight, which goalkeeper made the most saves in 21-22 season? I think I actually saw that as one of those stats on Sky Sports News <laughs> where they're clearly in the middle of the day with an out of material. So <laughs> well, you, you watch Sky Sports News now, there, there's no material because it's literally the same Every half hour. Evening. Yeah, I'll finally get there, mate. Sorry, pal. I've got, a house, right. got a house full of children. That's all right. <laughs> um, uh, you yeah. just need a pen and paper. You've done this before, so you need a pen and paper. Uh, okay. Uh, and Google, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're on question eight, so we'll go to question ten, and then we'll go back, and then uh, for your benefit, uh, possibly <laughs> others, uh, uh, yeah, well, my apologies, gentlemen, for being no let down. No worries. Uh, number nine, which team scored the most own goals in the 21-22 season? Yes, that's mine, mate. Thank you very much. Mastermind Crossword University Challenge. I, I'm not really sure what Mastermind or University Challenge is. Uh, you've been watching audio artisan, but 
Okay, last one of this round, number 10. He's been watching the one from uh, the young ones, mate. <laughs> yeah. which, te- <laughs> which team hit the woodwork most times in 21-22? Scroll back as well so Matt can have the others. So these are just uh, stats, Mac, from the 21-22 season. All the questions are from the 21-22 season. So first one, who was the first manager to be sacked? And the, these are all Premier League questions as well. So it's not League Cup, FA Cup or Champions League. Or anything. Okay. Uh, number two, how many goals were scored last season? A... Uh, 1,072, B, 1,071, or C, 1,195. Okay. Number three, who spent more days on top of the Premier League last season? Liverpool, Tottenham, or Man United? All three spent time on top. Uh, Who spent more time? Well, I'm not going to say any of the other two, am I? So, there we go. (laughs) Just our principle. Yep. Number four. Uh, Number three, so... (laughs) Who dropped the most points in 2021-22 season from the previous season, 2021? Oh, actually. Yeah, okay. And then number five, subsequently, who gained the most points from last season, uh, in last season from the season before? Okay. Number six, which team had the least draws last season? Yep. How many hat tricks in the Premier League did Ronaldo score last season? Uh, yeah, was and then number eight was and yeah, and then number eight was goalkeeper, wasn't it? Clean sheets. Yeah, so we've caught up now. Yeah, which goalkeeper made the most saves last season? Okay. Uh, number nine, which team scored the most own goals <clears throat> last season? Uh, and then number ten, which team hit the woodwork most times last season? Uh, so that's the end of round one. A- anyone need any repeating, or are you happy to go on to the answers? Answers. Yeah. All good, mate. So, yeah. So, number one, the answer was Zisco Munoz. How have you pronounced that in uh, from yeah, Watford? Hold on. Sorry, guys. Yes. I'm, I'm using the watch. Oh, go away. No. I'm using the wife's laptop, and all of a sudden, I'm getting, um, getting phone calls coming in <laughs> because they think she's Chris. working. Chris, do you get points if you don't know the name? I'll put down Watford manager. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't, I'd that? have to say, yeah. I, no I can point. show you as well if you want. Listen, listen it's, it's only because you're a Tottenham fan, Watford I'd say manager, yes. If you say Watford manager, uh, has that could be any one of about 1,500. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know his name, so yeah. yeah. Okay, number two. How many goals? It's 1,071. Yeah, 1,072, I think, was the season before. and 1,195 was a fair few seasons ago now. <laughs> Number three, Manchester yeah. United spent more days yeah. on top. Oh, Liverpool 11, Spurs oh. 13, Man United 4. That was in September, wasn't it? Yeah, that... yeah it weren't recent. Yeah, it was when they were all jumping around thinking they were, uh, they were on the way. <laughs> That competitors my, back back in the day, yeah. That burnt my hand right in United. I thought it was. <laughs> I, 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 put, I put Tottenham just purely for the fact I couldn't write either of the other two. <laughs> you weren't far off though, Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, who dropped the most points from last yeah. season to season? Yes. Leeds. They went from 59 Jesus. to 38, yeah. so a drop of 21. I've got, got Leeds yeah, I thought United, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, they, they were close. I think they dropped 18. Yeah. Uh, who gained the most points? Liverpool, 69 yes. to 92. <laughs> I've got that right, obviously. <laughs> Are you shaking your head, Matt, because you didn't get that or you had to write No, I didn't, I did, mate. I'm no, I, I... so far, but I'm late. I don't care. I went through it quick, so I just wrote the first name that came to hand. You know. Who did you write? Uh, I, I put Spurs, mate. Just I think half uh, my answers are Tottenham. No, they're not. Um, yeah. It's uh, yeah. They did gain points, so you're not yeah. completely far off. They're, they're, yeah. No, they're, to be fair, I just remember there was a lot made up about how many points Conte had gained. I hadn't heard much about other teams, so I had to put Spurs for it. Yeah. Okay, number six. Which team had the least draws? That's Arsenal. With oh, I got that one. Oh. I got that one. I put City. I think I'll, you I'll know. I put City as well. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> Jonathan's the only one who's got all of these because he's been there swatting up on Sky Sports News as he mentioned earlier <laughs> for the for the moment. Actually, yet yeah, to be off the mark, Chris. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, number I'm seven, how many hat tricks did Ronaldo score? Two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> and Spurs. Apologies, only, only, only... Blondell's not any answer for anyone who doesn't understand that first Spurs quiz I did. Bob Spur, Jonathan Blondell for every single question. The second one he did, which he wasn't around for, there was an answer, which was Jonathan Blondell. Uh, but none in this one, I'm afraid, so a little hint for everybody. Uh, number eight, goalkeeper made the most saves. No, Messier no. leads, 143. I would like to point out on here, I've written all of these to know all the answers, but if I was doing this and someone else had written it, I'd do terribly in this. So <laughs> That's why you're the quiz master and not the participant. Exactly. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I wrote down all the answers. I still can't remember all of them. So someone would probably beat me if I did it now because I can't remember all of the answers. Uh, number nine, which team had to score the most own goals? That's Everton. Oh, five. Oh, I'll put Watford. I'll, I'll put Leeds. I thought Watford. I thought United. I only remember. I only remember the uh, the one by five Ed when against us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And last one, which team hit the woodwork most times? That City <laughs> makes yeah. sense, being that they scored the most goals. They're likely to hit the woodwork. Yeah, I put Liverpool. I put Newcastle. Just fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Okay, so that's the end of the round. Uh, we'll, we'll take the scores at the end of each round. So, Hass? Uh, does my first one count? Or I had to get the manager's name? Otherwise, Yeah, it's I'd say no, I'm afraid. But if, if right. it's close and it's against oh. the non-Spurs team, then we'll, we'll review it at the end. Yeah, no worries. Um, so, I've got <laughs> 1,071. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so, I've got four. No, five, sorry. With a hat-trick as well. So, five. Five. Uh, Mac? Two. Jamie? Uh, I've got three wrong. So seven oh, wrong. Wow, seven. Uh, Matt? Three. And Jonathan? <laughs> One. <laughs> Mate, I had to rush through my ten and I still beat you. <laughs> Jesus. He's a Nottingham Forest fan. He wasn't paying attention to the Premier League last year. He will be when I do this next year. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Number two is player slash manager anagrams. I do apologise for this. Uh, I couldn't find that many, so I'm not sure if they're <laughs> difficult or not. But essentially, says what it is what it says on the tin. 
anagrams of players or managers that were in the Premier League last season. The first one is an easy one. Uh, number one, Rare Hanky. I'm going to... Oh, hold on. So the first the first name is a name rearranged and then Hanky is the second name or is it... Oh, no, it's just, yeah. So oh, all that's an easy of those one, letters make up the, the first oh, name cool, and yeah. surname. I'm glad somebody said it's easy. Yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs> yeah, I, I said that because I know the answer, but yeah. Um, I can give you a clue if you want. No, 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 I've got it, mate. I'm writing them oh. down and then I'm scoring and scoring each one out. All right. uh, number two, Farmland <laughs> Park. Sounds like a fun place to go. <laughs> Basically, we've got this from every round from Bob Spur, Jonathan Blondell. So we'll keep showing those. Uh, see how many we get. These are players and managers. Yeah, well, yeah, players or managers. So there's oh. two managers, three players. Uh, number three, Rye Jam Diva. It, it probably doesn't help that there's no real colour that uh, <laughs> can be written in there to differentiate it from the Spurs background. But. Uh, I was going to do 10 of these, but I, I'm terrible at anagrams. I either see it instantly or there's no hope, so only five. Number four, nuked, nuked every bin. <laughs> hmm. Okay, and then you'll be pleased to know the last one, Ardent Verges. Okay, anyone need any repeating? Are you happy to go to the answers? Uh, just a moment, mate. You do realise that day two into the bank holiday weekend and you're asking us to do anagrams <laughs> within like five. 10 seconds. It's only five. I need to kick my brain in, mate. <laughs> yeah, I do apologise, as I say. I, I, I was struggling to find up of uh, rounds. What was number two, Chris? Sorry, I, I didn't yeah, get that. Farmland Park was number two. Yeah, Farmland Park. Uh, we got Bob Spur. Didn't ride Diva play for Arsenal? Apparently, he's a right little sport vegetarian. It's only because he knows what happens when you eat lasagna at Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I did say Mac as well uh, to, to everybody. If you're uh, on YouTube watching it, please, if you could turn off the live chat. Uh, no one's put any questions up, answers up yet, but apart from obviously Jonathan Bondell. But yeah, so obviously <laughs> if people put the right ones uh, down, if you could avoid those. But yeah, feel free to play along. Uh, Bob is. Uh, he's not doing too well at the moment with Jonathan Blondell, but uh, yeah, feel free to play along. Obviously, can't show them if they're right or wrong. Uh, but I can let you know if they're right or not. Mm. They need a couple more minutes. <laughs> this is deep, Chris. This is deep. <laughs> Ah, yes. Cool, I'm, I'm done. Does that mean you've got all five? No, 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 just number two. Uh, I, I, oh, can't, right. I can't figure out number two, but uh, the rest of them I think I've got. Oh, wow. I'd have got one of these, I think, and that's about it. <laughs> Sorry, something to you know when you look at someone long enough and it finally twigs. Yeah. Two, three, four. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. <clears throat> Other three guys, let me know when you're finished or, or when you want the yeah, answers. Yeah, the answers. yeah I, I definitely want to get all of them, mate. So, Jonathan, yeah, you all right? Or, yeah, go on, mate. okay. So, number one, rare hanky, that's Harry Kane. Managers as well. Oh, managers, yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. The other one's Waggate. Jamie Vardy, <laughs> yeah. Number three, Vijam Diva, Jamie Vardy. Yeah. 
the second most famous. Uh, I was going to say the second most famous ginger in the league after uh, Kulusevski. Yeah, so nuked every bin, Kevin De Bruyne. Yes. Yeah. And somebody who slips up a lot. Yeah, so Arden Burgess, oh, Stephen Gerrard. Be nice to Jamie, be nice to Jamie. There's still probably quite more that that slip in uh, whatever season it was. <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't even see that Stephen Gerrard, Jesus Christ. I was going for Vestergaard. I was trying to make Vestergaard fit in somehow. <laughs> Yeah, so that's all there is. Uh, five of that one. So, Hass, how many did you get in that one? Uh, I've got Harry Kane. I've got Jamie Vardy. And I've got Kevin De Bruyne. Three. Okay, uh, Matt. I got all five, mate. Oh, wow. Uh, Jamie. I only got one. Harry Kane. Okay, Matt. Uh, I've got Frank Lampard and De Bruyne. So, two. Two. Uh, Jonathan. <coughs> Three. Got Harry Kane, Frank Lampard, and Stephen Gerrard. Excellent. Right. Okay. Uh, so it's another five uh, 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 question round this time, but I've done this before, so this is the connections round. So first four are just general questions, not really anything related to football, uh, but all the answers link and connect to a player in last year's Premier League. So four questions, random questions. Fifth question: Which player from last season? links those questions so number one which male name means full of goodness or man of prayer i'll give you a clue it's an irish name <laughs> but if you don't know that one there are three other questions which will link to a player so you may be able to get that one a, a bit later on It is an Irish player. It's an Irish name that it means full of goodness or man of prayer. It's not necessarily an Irish player, but it could be, right. might not be. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, so, number two. What number vest did Michael Jordan wear for most of his career? I'm talking in terms of basketball, not when he was out and about shopping. <laughs> Three, Robbie Keane represented which country at international level? Uh, number four, who was the main... Oh, I've, I've written that wrong. The actual answer... Yeah, I've uh, not updated the... Uh, quiz properly <laughs> so i actually changed the question so the question is who wrote the lyrics for 1994's song uh can you feel the love tonight oh yeah uh, you get amateurs to do a quiz this is what you get do we get a bonus point if we know the answer to that question as well <laughs> you, can. you can do you can do <laughs> Okay, so you want the uh, ready for the answers? Yeah, yeah, might as well. Go okay, on. so number. Oh, uh, okay. Question five is which player connects all four answers? 
so which male name means full of goodness or man of prayer? So Declan. Tell you the answer. Declan. Declan. Uh, 45. Two, uh, 23. Oh, 23. <coughs> Number three, Republic of Ireland, Robbie yeah. Dean. Uh, mm -hmm. If you put Ireland, you can have that as well. Team number right, four. Number four. The main presenter was Annika Weiss, which obviously knows <laughs> the answer, but the, <laughs> lyric, the, the, the writer of the lyrics was Team Tim Weiss. So obviously the answer is Declan Rice. First, first name and surname. He's 23 years old and he represented the Republic of Ireland before choosing England. Yeah. Yeah. Got that. Any, anyone get Annika Weiss as, as well as Tim Weiss? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you if you got those, you can have an extra point. Uh, being that you know the quiz master doesn't check his work. Uh, so, Pass. What did you get in that round? Uh, got, I don't Pam? know the first one. Uh, so I've got twenty-three uh, Republic of Ireland, uh, and that was it. But I somehow connected Rice with it. But yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's the only one I could think of, yeah. So is that three? Uh yeah, three out yeah. of five. Uh Mac? Four. I've got Declan, Republic of Ireland, Tim Rice, and Declan Rice. Okay. Uh Jamie? Uh all of it. Oh, is that including the bonus point? Uh with Annika, yeah. Because yeah. I wrote that down straight away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, Matt? Uh, I got uh, Declan, 23, and Republic of Ireland. And from that, I got Declan Rice. Um, right, so that's four. Yeah. Right. And Jonathan? I got two, but I need to tell you who I said is my presenter for the whole team. Oh, right, okay. Jill Dando. Well, <laughs> over from her in 99, but yeah. So let's figure this out. Did she pass away before that? <laughs> yeah, he thought it was a surefire shot answer. Mate, to be fair, if you've ever watched me on any show, I'm the one that goes there every time. Every time. The dark, the dark side. Uh, yeah, unless I'm on with Rez, and then, yeah. <laughs> okay, so two more rounds to go. These are all 10 questions, these ones, so 20 points left. Uh, so next one is which year? So did this happen in in 2021 or 2022? Some easy ones, some difficult ones. Uh, I'd probably get about half of these. So number one, the date of the cancelled North London derby to so when it was due to be played Ooh, originally. Yeah. So we're just putting 2021 or 2022? Yeah, you don't need the actual dates, just which year. Fucked Arsenal up in the end, though, didn't it? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thankfully, Fuck absolutely beautiful. Oh, my God. We have one COVID case and we've sent so many players out. Uh, we can't play you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they would have won it, I reckon, if they'd uh, played us back then. Probably. As well. Sure we had all those players out. No decky. destroyed like they did. But, uh, yeah. Number mate, two. I'll say, mate, I'll, I'll, I've been to the Philippines and seen women get done not as hard as Arsenal did that night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Dean Smith. Dean Smith sacked by Aston Villa. Oh. Oh. 
three, Salah's goal of the season versus Man City. What a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all right. Number four, Liverpool beat Leicester beat Liverpool at the King Power 1 0. Yayan. Number five. Mikel Antonio becomes West Ham's all-time goal scorer. What a guy. <coughs> I've got a reoccurring theme with my answers at the moment. Right. Are they all the same? Well, no, no it, 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 it's one year, then the next year, then back to the same year, then the next year. <laughs> Six. Southampton beat Brentford 4-1 at home. I don't remember that game. Um, Not anything special about the game. It's just I had a question. <laughs> Southampton and Brentford in there. Um, yeah. Uh, number seven. Frank Lampard appointed Everton manager. How you doing, Eugene? Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for the comment as well. Uh, Paul Stewart and slightly before Jonathan Blondell's time as well. Uh, I'm not sure he played in the Premier League. Paul Stewart, yeah, he played for us as well, didn't he? Mm. Hmm. Uh, number eight, Crystal Palace's first away win. Nine, Raul Jimenez's first Premier League goal of the season. Obviously for Wolves. And last one. Watford lose 3 0 at home to Wolves again. Nothing special in the game, just didn't have any uh, <laughs> answers uh, or questions about Leeds. Good. Okay, ready for the answers? We need a bit of time. AUX mode. So number one, the date of the Council North London Derby originally due on the 16th of January 2022. So 2022 is the answer there. Uh, Dean Smith was sacked by Villa 7th of November 2021. 
Salah's goal of the season, 3rd of yep. October 2021. It's fairly early on in the season there. Yeah. Still daylight at 4pm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leicester beat Liverpool at King Power 28th of December 2021. Ooh, so that's 2021. Just in 21. Yeah. yeah. That's the only team we didn't score against this season. Really? Yeah. Uh, number five, Antonio scored yeah. uh, uh, all-time goal scorer. I think it was when they beat Leicester 4-1, 23rd yeah. of August. Org sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There's a reason I'm not on BBC or ITV doing quizzes, Mac, and doing it on YouTube here. To be fair, mate, I think you should start doing the subtitles on BBC One. I think it'd be a lot more fun. <laughs> 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 Like if anyone's interested in watching from BBC One, I can do a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Number six, Southampton beat Brentford 4-1 on the 11th of January, yep. 2022. And number seven, Lampard was appointed uh, last day of January, 31st, yep. 2022. Interesting if he's there at the start of the season. He obviously did his uh, brief there, kept him in the Premier League, but you can probably have expected Lampard if you're an Everton manager to uh, got them safe a bit sooner. Uh, number eight, Palace's first away win was 30th of October. Uh, away to <coughs> Manchester City of all teams. Uh, number nine, Jimenez, 26th of September, yeah. 2021. First Premier League goal when they beat Southampton 1-0. One more for a clean sweep. Last one, Watford lose 3-0 yeah. at home. Fairly recent 9th of April, 2022. So I'm assuming, Jamie, you got all 10? Yeah, yeah, all 10. Oh, well done. Mm. So, Hass? Um, I've got a seven. Do you want me to tell which ones or... No, 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 it's fine. Yeah, I trust yeah, you. seven. You're a, Sp- yeah. you're a Spurs fan. You're very reliable and trust. <laughs> so what did you get Cuda on that? Laugh, Cuda laughter. Yeah. So what did you get on that? A seventeen? Did you say? <laughs> yeah, seventeen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mac, seven for me, mate. Yeah, Jamie, ten. Matt, <clears throat> I did awful, mate. I didn't remember any of that apart from Lampard, uh, but I got four in the end, and I think the others were just guesses. So. Okay, and Jonathan. I'm coming back fighting, boys. I've got nine. Wow. Oh, wow. Let me just tally those up. Hang on. Nice. But will it be like Forrest next season? Too little, too late. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to lie. My granddad was a Forrest fan. I've been, I've been cheering you guys on all season. So, I'm, I'm hoping you do well next year. Oh, cheers, buddy. Appreciate so, it. Yeah, I'm so looking, forward to, looking forward to going At the moment, the game one game left. So, Matt's got 13. Jonathan, 15. Hass and Mac on 18. Jamie with 24. One round left but it can all change. So this is the wipeout round. So there's 10 questions. Get all 10, get an extra five bonus points. Get one wrong, your score is wiped out for the round. You get one wrong, you get zero for this round. Chris, is Jamie going to get connection problems after the second question, just to give some of us a chance? Well, possibly. (laughs) I don't know. uh, Let's find out. That could be a spoiler. It could be a spoiler. (laughs) Yeah, so 10 random questions about the Premier League last season. So, number one, who sh- easy one to start oh. with. Who shared the golden boot with Salah? You should have said it the other way around. Yeah, well. You need to watch your mouth. 
Okay, number two. How many Premier League goals did Christian Eriksen score for Brentford? Oh, jeez. That's horrible. Uh, if, if, if you don't put anything for an answer, that doesn't count as a wrong answer. That counts as a pass. So passes don't get you wiped out. It's only if you answer a question Ooh. and it's wrong. So I should be strategic and just pass and everything. <laughs> right, if everyone else knows the answers and gets all 10, they get 15. So, Ooh, okay, number three. Who copied Ronaldo's iconic celebration? That's where he jumps up, hands oh. up the top of his air when scoring against United at Old Trafford. Oh, yes. That's a pass. Of all the players as well, it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't have known this, but as soon as the answer was read yeah, out, I'd have I remember it, I remember it well. Even I've tried to forget it. <laughs> who, who was it? <laughs> Ronaldo. Ronaldo. <laughs> Number four. Who broke the record for the fewest touches in a Premier League match for a player who played 90 <laughs> minutes? Uh, this is since records began in 2003 oh, 04. I hope it's that donkey I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> and number five, what ridiculous reason did Everton give for Richarlison throwing a flare into the crowd? Uh, if you read this or heard this, you'd never oh, forget this. I don't remember that. <clears throat> Six, which player was fouled by Christian Eriksen? Look at the spelling then. T H R N. Then proceeded to hug him whilst both on the floor. Oh, oh, oh Jesus, that was what's his name? Um, oh, Jesus Christ. No, it wasn't him. No, he, he was on the bench that day. No, no, no. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ did hug him, but then sent him back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember it was that young lad. It happening, I just can't picture who it was. To be fair, it ha- it was all over. It was on Sky Sports News for about three days. Oh, what a lovely moment this was from yeah. beep 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 from beep during their game. Yeah, they they really kicked the ass out of it on Sky Sports News for that. Yeah, it was a slow news day that day. Mate, for three days, mate. Every, I literally, every day, every day I put Sky Sports News on to see what was going on. It was like, and yeah, just this heartwarming moment when... Fuck off. When... Um, okay. Yeah, because he went to so, punch him, didn't he? <laughs> he yeah, he was, he was going to knock him out. And then he was like, oh, no, it's you, mate. Hi. <laughs> uh, number seven, what was significant about the West Ham v Man City game on the 15th of May? Oh. No. Oi, soppy bollocks. Shut the door if you're going to be kicking the ball about. (laughs) (laughs) 
Shut the door, Matt's got a quiz to lose. No, it's more. I'm, I'm more worried about the ball ricocheting in and then smashing up all my memorabilia that I've got in the oh, dining room. Uh, oh yeah, he's he's a nightmare without football. He smashed the neighbour's um, greenhouse that I've had to replace the pane of glass on. The other the other neighbour next door's got all their they're, they're growing all their fruit and bits and pieces in their garden. He's wrecked that a couple of times. So yeah, and the little bastard shut it and opened it again. I'm gonna nut him when I get off here. Right. <laughs> Uh, number eight, outside of the top four, which team scored the most goals this uh, last season? Oh, Jesus. What? Hello. Hello. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to go for a chance on this one. Yeah, I know we are. Oh, a chance. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Controversial. Chance. Potentially. All right. Do you want to stay on the? Do you want to stay on the stream, dear? Say hello. Uh, big hello. man. Hello. They're all saying hi. Hi. Hello. Maybe you want to answer the questions. You might be better than your dad. <laughs> yeah, do you want to answer a question? <laughs> okay, number nine. How many managers did Watford have in the 2021 22 season? I'll see you in a bit, mate. Uh, they've got more men than Kim Kardashian, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> yeah. That's quite, that's quite funny. Yeah, they, they, they've had more fellas than Kim Kardashian, <laughs> but less than Katie Price. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, number 10, what was Burnley's goal difference at the end of the oh, season? Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. Can we get like a, a, get a bit of a leeway on this, like five either way? Yeah, if you want to take the risk and, and yeah, potentially. We'll go uh, three either way. Three either way. Three either way. That round was like me playing golf. Front five was crap. Back five was better. <laughs> well, I'd have been wiped out after the first question if it's a golf analogy because I'm terrible. <laughs> I think there's only one that I, I didn't answer, but yeah, the rest of them. I, I haven't answered two and I've answered or two, the Or two, maybe. Yeah. Three and five I haven't answered. Oh. To the last one, which right, gonna... go. there you go. Yeah, so remember, <laughs> one, one question wrong in this, you get zero <laughs> for the round, get all 10, then you get 15 and extra five bonus points. All right, so because the boy said hi, you've got to come in as well. Yeah, <laughs> hello, hello, say hi. They're all saying hi. Hi, uh... there you go. You want to start off now? No, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got we are. When this is done, when I'm done, mate, we're going, aren't I? Great, even better. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Don't let the door hit you in the arse on the way out, yeah? <laughs> okay. So, question one. Obviously, who shared the golden boot? That's Son. 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 So, that, uh, Son yeah. got a mention on the quiz rather than Salah. If he's already had one. 
One number goal two. for Ericsson. Number two versus Chelsea. And I think yeah. was it 4-1? They They're the absolute obliteration. Yeah. I passed them. Yeah, so Jamie passed. So that means uh, no score on that one. Doesn't uh, wipe him out. Number three, who copied Ronaldo's iconic celebration. That's Andros Townsend. I've passed on that one. Everton. Of I all wouldn't the have known that, but as soon as it was read out, I'd have, I'd have remembered it. I remember it now. Now you've said it because I remember him saying he did it because it was his, his hero, not because yeah. he was taking yeah. the piss. Yeah. Oh, he was taking the piss. He can say. Oh, he was, mate. He was. <laughs> next one's got to be. Next one's got to be Lukaku. Yes. 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 Crystal Palace, yeah. seven touches. Yeah. <clears throat> what was it when I said donkey? Touches. Did that give it away? <laughs> oh man, Lukaku. His first touch is still in Milan, by the way. <laughs> I passed on five. Yeah, number five, yeah, uh, on five. He was trying to throw it out of the stadium. I mean, if he does that, he's in the wrong bloody sport. Absolutely. I read that in the paper the day after. You never, never, ever I, I, I remember. I remember the. Um, I remember they were all moaning, saying, "Oh, he's a he's a dickhead. He threw it at, at the fans." And it was like, "Well, no, he threw it into a section where there were no fans." <laughs> that, but yeah. I mean, if he's trying to throw it out of the stadium, he should be playing for Kicking the Boston it. Red Sox for exactly, like a pitcher yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> or, or some kind of NFL team as a quarterback yeah. or something. Yeah, wrong sport. Or yeah. in the Olympics. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous reason. Uh, number six, Brandon Williams. Williams. Brandon yes. Williams. Yes. Uh, yes. Get in. Uh, Redford, the uh, player who's fouled so by. I remember it's a Man United so like This way all goes Pete Tong for me because I've put Noble's last home game. Yeah. I put man. They 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 would have won the championship if they won, but they drew so. They kept him waiting, uh, maybe. I don't know. It was Mark Global's Noble's yeah. last oh, ever West Ham match. So does Matt get a point for that? I'll let you guys choose. Last well, it was his last. It, it was the last home game as well. So technically, both answers are right. Mm. What do you guys think? You're against him. I'm miles off the pace, so. No, I, I, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Yeah, you can have that then. But yeah, but, gracias. The official answer, Mark <laughs> Noble's I'll last put, ever West Ham I'll match. Exact, I'll put exactly the same thing. So you can have that. Yeah, yeah, Jamie, fair play, mate. But to be fair, though, technically, though, it is right. It was his last home game. Uh, number eight, outside the top oh, four, scored the most goals. Less 62. Bad Arsenal. Yeah, they got 61. Yeah. Lucky there. Yeah, let's uh, finish the Number nine, three. Would have had three managers Zisco, Ranieri, Hodgson. Great. Um, probably about 17 with the uh, managers that were in charge of training between those three appointments. Uh, number 10, you can get I, three three either side here. I, but the answer is I put I, minus I, 20. Burnley's goal difference, minus 17. So if you put minus 16, 17, 18, you can I, have I, it. Or plus 20, uh, minus 20, 21, 22. What was that actual mi uh, minus then? What was that actual... 19. 19. 19. So do I get a point then for 17? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, I passed on that. I won't take the chance. But if, if you got one wrong earlier, Hash, you don't get it, doesn't matter because you're wiped out. Oh, you get. Oh, right. Okay, cool. No worries. I'm wiped out then. Okay. So I've got them um, all right apart from the ones I passed on. Yeah. No bonus points for me. So how many did you get, Mac? Eight. Eight. Uh, Jamie? 
Yeah, I passed on three and got the rest of them right. Uh, Matt? Uh, seven, but yeah, uh, number five got me. I didn't, I didn't know that. So I got it. Uh, I got it wrong. I guessed it's oh, something right. else. <laughs> and Jonathan? I got seven and passed the ones I didn't know. So. Okay, so uh, Matt finished on 13, would have been 20, but obviously the wipeout round got you there. Uh, Hass, 18. Would have been more of a game, but the wipeout round again got you. Jonathan, 22. Mac, 26. And Jamie played quite well. And tactically in that round, 31. So you're the winner. Well done, Jamie. Does that make well up done, for mate. the Champions League loss? <laughs> Sorry. He's <laughs> made it all up. I feel top of the world now. I'm going I'm, I'm to do a salad next year. Revenge. Get, I've got... <laughs> Yeah, it was round one and uh, round three that uh, you kind of uh, and, and four, pretty much all the rounds apart from the anagram. <laughs> yeah, apart, apart from the anagram. Anagrams, rounds, yeah, anagrams. Yeah. I hate anagrams. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a great fan of the last round. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like the wipeout bit of it. It makes you tentative, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, uh, it makes it slightly interesting if uh, uh, someone's not running away with a lead, I guess. But... <laughs> Not yeah. surprised though. Well, to be fair though, if we had a city supporter on, it probably would have been neck and neck between the pair of them. So you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if, if Jamie had made first. one mistake and got one wrong, then it would have been open. Yeah. For whoever. But yeah, we, we used to do that at the pub. So we got the first nine questions right, weren't sure, and the tenth I went for it, got greedy, you know, got dollar signs in my eyes and got it wrong. <laughs> And you've never been back to the pub quiz since. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I have. I just had to sit on my own. I wasn't allowed to join any teams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let us know how you got on in the comments. Obviously, if you're watching the replay as well, let us know how you got on. Did you beat 31? Uh, it's out of 40, so 31 out of 40 is pretty good going, Jamie. And But, it, you know, everyone would have got over half. <clears throat> Obviously, if it, the wipeout round kind of destroyed people on that one. But yeah, everyone got over half. So yeah, well played, everybody. That's fun, man. I'm off with you. Yeah, pick uh, up uh, to everyone uh, in the chat as well, by the way. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And uh, yeah, let us know how you got on in the in the chat on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and if you're listening to the audio podcast as well. Liverpool have to win, or they'll think of a million reasons why they didn't. Let's play I, nice. Let's play I'm nice. Not, I'm not like that. I'm not like yeah, let's play nice. Let's play. I nice. came. I went live on my. No, own no, no, no. Listen, Kirsty's Kirsty spot on. Yeah, she's 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 bang on there, mate. Bang I went, on. I, I went. I went on my channel minutes after we lost that Champions League final yeah. and just admitted defeat. You got to admit defeat. You know, when you lose, you lose. I, I do have to say as well, I was on Jamie's uh, channel for the uh, preview when we went to Anfield. And yeah, uh, yeah, not just because he's on here blowing smoke over his backside, <laughs> but yeah, you he's not like the Liverpool fans right. that I've seen that are, you know, excuse. Just, just on that, stuff. just on that, Jamie, just yeah, on mate. that, Jamie, uh, what do you think of Klopp's um, post-match conference, uh, post-match interview about um, the goalkeeper being man of the match? I mean, <laughs> for me, it sounds a bit... 
Well, to be fair, there was no di- it, to me, there was not much difference between it, what he said after the Tottenham game. Well, if you want to play that way, but it's not real for... Shut up, Dickhead. Anyway, I Jamie. Think, I, think, I think sometimes I, I think sometimes it gets far too emotional. You shouldn't talk. I will admit that. Mm. <laughs> but I, think just, I think he's really emotional. And uh, it's just the way Jurgen Klopp is. He just, he's, he's too emotional at times and he needs a detraction yeah. from his emotions. Has, has he, do you reckon he's booked that hotel yet? I booked it for him, mate. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have confidence, ain't you? you? Got to have confidence. But no, look, he does talk too much. I mean, with the, I mean, to be fair, Courtois was the difference on the day. I mean, he was just absolutely top mm. quality. But and at, the same time, at the same time, he should have really said, yeah. our boys weren't clinical enough at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, his save for Mane was unbelievable because Mane mm. leathered that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the reactions to just get any kind of touch, he obviously got lucky because it hit the post and then kind of fell at a, 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 a nice yeah. place for him to gather where it could have, on another day, gone in or fallen straight to a Liverpool player for tapping. Will... But yeah, that save was unbelievable. Yeah, it, well, I mean, I will say, though, in that final, that is the best. I've never seen a Real Madrid team pay so much respect to one team in the Champions League no. final in my life. So yeah. that just shows how far we have come as a team. But yeah, at the end of the day, we weren't clinical enough. If we were clinical more, we would have been European champions. It's, similar to that. it's, no it's very, very similar to our game when we, our final in 2019. I thought we were the better team. Obviously, you didn't set up to play like that. The yeah, penalty. we had Alisson in goal, didn't we? Oh, yeah. but the, 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 pen, the penalty kind of decided that for you and, and then yeah. you play a counter-attacking game. But we had all of these chances. It's just I can't really think of any clear-cut chance. The Sun had a kind of one-on-one, but Van Dyke covered it well so he couldn't shoot. Yeah. But other than that, I can't think of any there weren't a lot, proper, no. proper clear-cut chance, but I thought we were the better team. Uh, Alison uh, made and then, eight and then saves, sucker punch right at the end, which mm. then killed the game. Uh, Alison made eight saves, and I think Courtois made nine in your final. Alison made eight and got better than the match. So, it just... What, what Klopp said was totally contradicting what <laughs> happened two years ago, three years yeah. ago. Yeah, well, well, Allison got the record, didn't he, for most saves by a goalkeeper in a final? Which obviously yeah. Courtois was now uh, yeah, taking that record. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes he's too emotional. He should just try and take his emotion out of it when he talks to the press because then it gets clipped up. It makes him look silly. I do agree. I do agree. Yeah. What do you think of your season overall? Obviously, we finished a quiz now, so we'll have a little chat about football next season. Uh, Matt might not want us to do that, but. Uh, uh, well, we yeah. still got the treble to hold on to, mate. So, yeah. What, what do you think of your season? You were obviously on for the quadruple, and, and you ended uh, up winning the two domestic cups. Is it a failure for you, or is it still a good season? Uh, and uh, it, it you met... it, it's, it's crazy. Like now, time's gone a little bit. When you look back at it, it's still a good season. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, winning a domestic double at the end of the day is still good. I, what annoys me about it is that people tell me, especially me as a Liverpool fan, always come at me and say, Jurgen Klopp don't take the FA Cup and League Cup seriously. That's what a lot of Liverpool <laughs> fans say all the time. So in August, he decided, I've got the squad now, I'm going to take it seriously. And we win it. And then rival fans say, oh, they're Mickey Mouse Cups anyway. you know, And all that because we won it, so the goalposts got moved. But look, we had a good season. <laughs> we were as close as anyone. I think the quad is impossible. I don't think anyone can win it. If this Man City and Liverpool team in the last few years can't do it, I just don't see. The Man United team in 1999 couldn't do it, and that was an amazing team as well. Mm. So if you look at the teams that have tried to do it and not been able to, I think it's an impossible feat. But to come as close as we did, I mean, let's be fair, on the last day of the season, 
for 15 minutes left of the Villa City game, it was too old for Liverpool winning their game. Yeah. So we came that close. The Real Madrid final is just Madrid being best team in that competition of all time and just knowing how to win that match. I, I thought they were always going to win that just because they were out against Chelsea, they were out against City. And they still won and the they game. And they managed yeah. to get, the, get themselves through. So the I thought that the... the, the and the, so, I look at it like that. Finishing on 92 points in the league again, losing the league by one point is heartbreaking. Losing Champions League six days later is heartbreaking. But having two domestic cups. So it was a good season. It's not a failure of a season. I've heard a lot of Liverpool YouTubers and a lot of Liverpool fans say it's a failure. I can't see it being a failure of a season. It's not. Uh, if any other any other team did that, they'd be they'd be jumping from the roof. Yeah, exactly. I think it's yeah. just because the players we got in and the team we got at the moment, the manager we got. I think a lot of people think it's a failure. But yeah. next no, season, I think, I think going into next season, I think Klopp won't. We'll go back to not taking the FA Cup and League Cup that seriously and just concentrate yeah. on the Premier League and Champions League. Is that the one you you want or he wants? Yeah, to be I, want the the League. League. I want the Premier League badly because, you know, the rivalry with Man United is obviously the, the mm. real thing in the league. It's not the City rivalry. You know, It's we weird in a way, isn't it, Jamie? Because um, City want the Champions League and you guys want the Premier League, but yeah, it yeah. always ends up the other way around. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a European thing. I do think there's a, this European heritage is a real thing. And do you think Haaland's going to make much of a difference to City? Do you think they've oh, got a chance? Do you, do you, well, 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 you know, well, because you said, because I'm going back to your comment about the quadruple not being realistic, but all of a sudden, you look because City were, you know, they they always do well in the cups, you know, yeah. over over recent years, and now with the addition of Haaland, are they going to end up being a team that are going to do, going to get like Liverpool did this season, get close, but because of Haaland, maybe get That's it over cool. the line and and do it? I'm not on the Haaland bandwagon. I really ain't. Um, I, I think he's a fantastic player. I, I don't know whether he'll. I, I'm, I'm looking at him, wondering if he'll do a Lukaku and it, you know, kind of, you know, fluff his lines in the Premier League. No, I, 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 so. I, I don't so know. many chances in that City team. And player of his quality will the different City have got to do with Pep Guardiola. He's never really liked an out and out number nine in his mental mm. career. Never really, really liked it that much. And the number nines he did get in. It's all this talk that City didn't have a striker this season. But hey, Gabriel Zeus is a striker. Mm-hmm. It's just that they play him in the wide areas. Uh, David Villa, when he was at Barcelona, he sort of played him in the wide areas to play yeah. Messi in the course nine position. So Haaland, though, for me, I think Haaland suits Liverpool's style of football more than Man City style of football. Because Haaland's all about explosiveness and um, he likes the ball direct. He likes to get in that position straight away and receive the ball. And then he's gone. Where Man City, they like to pass, pass, pass and get tap-ins. That's how they play. They, they score a lot of tap-ins inside the box goal sort of thing. And the thing with Haaland, he's going to be in that position to receive the ball. And then he's going to have to change his position again because the ball won't come in straight away because they like to pass it around, even inside the box. Isn't he young so, enough, though, to be able to do that? No, they're going to, to, have to adapt game. to City's way of playing because City ain't going to adapt to Haaland. So Haaland's going to have to adapt to the way City go to play. So for the beginning of the season, I think it might be a little bit rough. As the season goes on, he'll probably get better and better. But, you know, I look at Bruce and Dortmund. Bruce and Dortmund are a better side before they signed Haaland. So, I'm going on that thing that City won't be as good with Haaland because Bruce and Dortmund weren't either. But, with the people saying about the goals, I think City will score exactly the amount of same goals as they always do. It'll just go through more of one person than the whole team. But if you, know? you look at if you look at the way they play, right... Um, and the players that he'll have around him, the, the, the 
the balls that they get into that box last season, I'll say all they're missing is a number nine. Yeah, yeah. And and he he will be that person. You know the the quality that will be coming into that box um, next season. He'll you know the kind of player that Haaland is as well. He should be gobbling up those uh, statistics, so, the goals. I agree. I agree. But you could say the same for Liverpool. If Liverpool just go out and get a number nine. Liverpool will go be in the same sort of a uh, because I look at if you look at back at the all the finals we played we know it's good in the final this season but you look at the chances we create in every single final we play if we had a if we had a your guys Harry Kane or Lewandowski or something like that in that it's not for sale I'm afraid oh we wouldn't in London but if we had if we had a proper full a proper number nine in our team in that Champions League final we'd be sitting the European champions right now. We just yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. We miss that clinical edge, and so do Man City in a way. So if we get that number nine that we're looking for as well to come into our team, because I think that's what we're going to do. Who replaces Mane for you, though? Yeah, uh, well, they're looking at that. Inkunku is that his name? They're looking at he's a midfielder, uh, and then looking at at Nunes (laughs) as well from Benfica. So I think, I think. I think Nunes, Man United won him, but now he knows there's interest from Liverpool. He's holding out on it. So, Would you take Lewandowski up front? I've been for, for a if, you go, if you go on my channel, I've been talking about Lewandowski non-stop. That's a short-term option. Bayern yeah. Munich want to sell Lewandowski. Levin, Bayern Munich want Sadio Mane. They can't. There's a deal to be made there, isn't there? Yeah. It, just mm. make, it, it, it makes sense as a short-term option as Liverpool look. I don't care that he's 34 beginning of the season. That doesn't matter. To me. Yeah. Yeah. You look at all the best players yeah, in the world at the score, moment. All the best players in the world at the moment are in their 30s. So oh, yeah. Perisic, who we've just signed. Do you look at Lorente when we had our Champions League run? He was, um, you know, he, he, he was, yeah, he was 34. He was knocking yeah, on yeah. and he still played a, a big part in that yeah, run. Exactly. Yeah, so Lewandowski, yeah. I think, would score a bag full goals to Liverpool because the chances would create. It won't be no different. So, yeah, with your same with Haaland, I think if Liverpool get the same sort of thing, that clinical number nine. Do you I know what he's with, with plays with the age now? Just go at each other next season as well. Is that yeah. Yeah. But I think well, Tottenham... Maybe, I'll go really chase down Chelsea in the summer. Mm. I'll you know what? you're in trouble yeah. with Tottenham because Conte won't stand for mediocrity. He just don't stand for it, right? No. But what Conte is, is Conte's a short-term goal manager. It's just the way he is. Mm. right? So he's not going to worry about everything else. He wants success now, not in five years' time for building something. A bit like Mourinho. <laughs> and he's going to get the players in right now he needs for success for this next season and the season after. And with Chelsea's problems right now, I think their new owners coming in will spend a bit of money, but yeah. then it will settle down. Well, they need a whole play. new defence, don't they? Unless yeah, exactly. they sort their contract out. Chase, they're all, I think um... Chelsea are in trouble from Tottenham next season. In that further. I think Liverpool and Man City are just still a bit the top two, but I think Tottenham mm. will definitely chase. Well, there's uh, talks that like Salah might go as well, though. Uh, Salah would stay this season, but he'll probably go for a free the following season. Yeah. I mean that's a it's, big it's a wages it's a wages for him, isn't it? I don't um... agree. I don't agree with paying him four hundred or five hundred grand a week. Jamie, Jamie, what do you think when Salah's coming out? I mean, his comments of you know it. he'll probably go to another Premier League club. How does that make you feel? I, I, How does it make the Liverpool fans feel? We all hate it. We all feel look, a lot of Liverpool fans will. There's a lot of Liverpool fans who blame FSG, and there's a lot of Liverpool fans that are saying Mo Salah should just shut up talking, sort mm. of thing. And I'm I'm in the mixture of both. <laughs> I can understand. I don't think Mo Salah's a four hundred to five hundred grand a week footballer. If he gets the wages he thinks he deserves, he'd be the seventh highest player in Europe. I, 
this is a weird one because he scores a lot of goals. But if you actually look at Salah's all-round gameplay, it's not always that great. It's not always that great. He gives away a ball a heck of a lot in the matches. He, he always runs into defenders a heck of a lot. Uh, but then he will score, you know, about two goals in the game. But his all-round game performance ain't always but, but they always focus on the goal side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's he, why he, I'm like, he's not four, five hundred grand a week for me. But he's in a team that suit him perfectly, don't they? Yeah, Liverpool has always been up. a uh, focus on the strikers. The rest of the the, the team will fit around. But uh, yeah. yeah, we'll move I mean, on to uh, 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 United and then Forest and then Spurs. But uh, one thing I did want to say, and it always makes me laugh, that Liverpool are getting a bit of flat because they didn't win any of the uh, domestic cups. They won it on penalties. Like, but they won the fucking cup. <laughs> what does it matter? Most teams in the final wouldn't give a shit how you win. It's all about getting that cup at the end. It doesn't matter how. So it's just a bit of jealousy that Liverpool have won those cups. But uh, Matt, I know you didn't want to talk about United, but you came on here. So tough. Um, <laughs> I mean, we won't talk about last season, but this season completely different. Ragnick, <laughs> he's gone. I, I don't really understand the whole appointment there. So is it, he's not there next season. You've got Ten Hag, highly rated, uh, mm. thinks he can catch Liverpool and City, is what he said in his first conference. I suppose he has to say that at a club like Man United. You'll always have money to spend because you're Man United. You've got all of that merchandise in sale and and and, and, and the, the, the money that just comes from being Man United. Uh, you've got a big clear out that needs to happen. A lot of players that yeah, you possibly cause an issue. Talk of Pogba going back to uh, Juventus. For mm. you, what needs to happen and what do you think will happen in terms of players coming out, going out and coming in? Well, what needs to happen is what's happening and that's players leaving. Um, and I think last season, last summer, sorry, after that Villarreal uh, final, the, the mood was like bad. <laughs> it was, a, it was a, you know, United and kind of what happened against Villarreal in that Europa League was... Uh, was not it was just a horrible feeling and then the summer we made signings and it's probably the best transfer kind of period we've had um in a long time um so you get that hope and you get that optimism and in august um sorry august september as you saw in your quiz we were top of the league and it was like oh what's happening you know did you did you think at that point we can be taken seriously here, or did you think like like when no, we were top after three games, it's it's kind of a false. I I don't I don't think United fans now are in a position to say a title challenge. I think what United fans want, I could be wrong. What United fans uh, want uh, is sorry, consistency. Yeah, I, I meant last season when you were top of the league. Did you think at that time? Oh, the gap between be United and City was huge. Like the thing with United, and this is the problem with United. It's not an easy fix. It's not a one manager fix. What United need is. Bit of an obvious thing to say is identity is a, is an idea is it's consistency. Um, the, the the teams that you've already talked about, City and Liverpool, have got that. Now, for Matt, United, do you, um, <clears throat> sorry, do you think um, Ten Hag was uh, is is realistic in what he's saying in his press conferences at the moment? Do you think he's going to be able to come in and and do what he says and and fix it almost instantly, or do you think that he's he's just playing up to the media and the fans? To, yeah, to get him I, on I, side? I do. You take it with a pinch of salt um, because we got we've not got a team we've not got the foundation to build upon. We've got you know a lot of United fans talk about we've got players that are hungry but don't have the ability, and you've got players that have got the ability but aren't hungry. So there's this kind of inconsistency that you just can't build upon. So what needs to happen this season? I think there just needs to be signs of something happening, and if we can get a cup run and compete for Champions League, then I don't think it's wrong to say 
that's not a bad season. So I'd, if I'd you that over, so a quarter, quarter final, semi final in the cup, and say a fifth place finish, you you think would be progress? Uh, again, that's dependent on what we're seeing on the pitch. Mm. What we saw on the pitch this season was, yeah, you know, we're, we're talking back in October. It was like, can we be done now? Because this is horrible. If we can get to Christmas <laughs> and it's fun watching United <laughs> and the, you know the the United we all know, then that's 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 what I want. I want to just get to Christmas and enjoy watching football again. Do, do you um, think Ten Hag's the right man? <clears throat> Obviously, you were linked with Poch, you were linked with Ten Hag, you were linked with Ragnick. This is interesting. Me and John used to work together back in what was it, 2015, John? Yeah. And it was sorry when Mourinho started, and I said this to John back then. I said. It's not a it's not a manager fix. This is this is the whole club from top to bottom. This is what's happening in the background. This is what's happening on a Wednesday morning, not just on a Saturday afternoon. Um, if if we can see progress this season, then it will be everyone's kind of you know we, we're we're seeing signs of a club finally trying to move forward and not making big name signings for the sake of it and uh, panicking on the transfer market. Um, I think my fear of this season is we need so many players that how long is that going to take for all these players to settle? And because we've got a lot of kids coming through. Sorry, John. James Garner is one of them that could, you know, potentially fit in next year. But you've got that Hannibal guy who's the only yeah. player who looked like he could And Ganacho as well, uh, who's, who's, who's looking uh, great. Liverpool. Chris and um, Chris and Hazel understand this question that I'm going to ask you, Matt. But what, is it, what does it feel like? to know how it feels to be a Tottenham fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, having to just, I just want players to play for the shirt. I just yeah, want to yeah, see yeah. a bit of desire. Yeah. I just want to see the club do something positive, you know, from from the back rather than, you know, just, just a dugout. It, it, it must be a strange feeling considering you guys at one stage were, were at the absolute pinnacle of, of world football, let alone just the Premier League. You yeah, know, you I, guys were... It's, uh... It's, it, it's, it, must, it must be a hell of a come down, and I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be, you know, um, a dick, basically, you know, and, and take the piss. I'm not genuinely, but it, it must be a really, really strange feeling to to have, have been this amazing, yeah, this this amazing club that everybody revered and, and aimed to be like. And now, yeah, you you sound like what Spurs are, Spurs fans have sounded like for the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's when you see the problem is is is. It's quite overwhelming, isn't it? When you see the problem is not something as simple as signing a couple of world-class players. We've, we've done that. We've done Sancho, Varane, Ronaldo in a, in a transfer market. Imagine any other club doing that. Like, mm. it's insane, isn't it? Um, knowing that players aren't the answer, the manager's not the answer, it's totally out of your control. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> it's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we, we can relate well, to that. We, we That Hence the question. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a horrible it, feeling to have, mate. But at the same time, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say, well, United are entitled for this and that. No, they're not. Other clubs across Europe, as big as United, have ups and downs. But I don't think I've seen many of those clubs have, apart from maybe Milan. I don't know, but have have downs the way United are at the moment. <laughs> I could be wrong. Like the worst, well, to be fair, the, the worst down in that I recall in in Premier League history was Leeds. You know, yeah, obviously yeah, you yeah, haven't yeah. you haven't gone that bad, but yeah. It's yeah, it, it's not do, nice. Do you think your managers are still kind of in the stage, which it's understandable if they are, but they're still compared to Ferguson, who for me is going to be the best manager that's ever been involved in my lifetime. I was too young to to see kind of Brian Clough in his pub, but um, in terms of Ferguson, he's just 
I mean, we've spoken about this time and time again. The stories, mm. you know, come on, lads, it's Tottenham to overturn a 2 0 two nil loss and then and win 5 2. But do you think the managers are still compared? Because there'll be a lot of play, uh, fans, certainly, I don't know, 25 to 30 year mm. olds, only know Ferguson and, and what's gone on since. So they don't see the struggles that you and, and, and we, we both know Ben, who's been on here before, who's been a United fan since before Ferguson. So doesn't understand that struggles. The, these fans only see the success that Ferguson brought. Do, do you think that Ten Hag's still going to be compared to him or do you think the fans will let him go and do I, his stuff? I think if it is, if there's any reference to Fergie, I think it's coming outside of United. I don't think it's coming from United fans. I don't think there's that comparison anymore. Like, I think like people gone... like me, you mean? Who? Are... <laughs> yeah, I do. Because it's, it, it's easy, isn't it? It's easy to yeah, kind yeah. of compare. And you need, what, 10 years now, Fergie left him in what, 2013? It's almost 10 really? years. Was it that long ago? Yeah, there's, no, there's still a lot of compa- but he's, do you, don't, don't you think with him being there as much as he is as well? Because even though he's just sat in the in the crowd, though, it's still for any manager who's come in knowing that the um, knowing the love and the success, you know, for for the team and from the from the fans and stuff. You, is is that not until he properly steps away from United and goes and focuses on his horses and you know enjoying walks with the wife rather than being you know dealing with the United directly or even indirectly and still having some kind of say, mm. is is that is that always going to be I think a think even if he wasn't there, his shadow's there. I think, you know, it, it, he's got... The work he's done, it, it's huge. And it's all over Old Trafford. It, you know, it, it's part of the, the life of Man United. And the, the same way Matt Busby. You know, Matt Busby was there when Fergie was kind of, you know, being called to be sacked. Um, and all the managers, you know, from Matt Busby onwards had the same issue. Um, but it, yeah, I think even if it wasn't there, it'd still be there. So I, I like to say, and the thing is with United fans, with managers, we've been patient, you know, it, it, it's the club that, you know, the club did what they did to David Moyes. Um, I don't think I've really ever seen the manager, the fans turn against a manager. Um, there's been booze for the team, but that's when, you know, we've got players that just aren't showing enough. Um, but yeah, I, I we've not turned against any of the managers. I think um, even like even Rolf, I think we were just so tired by the end of Ranyek's reign that we just <laughs> you just went quiet. You know, well, his it, press conferences, he was fed up with the players as well, wasn't he? Which I've always thought with an interim manager, the players who are on the fringes, like oh, I don't care. Ranyek is the textbook Man United. Um, solution because what United did, the people in charge, what they did was they said, "Oh, look at Liverpool and Chelsea. What they, they're successful. What 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 have they been doing? Oh, you know, look at their managers." And we we saw Ranić was available, and he was meant to be like the godfather of this generation of um, managers. It's like, yeah, let's bring him in without really doing their research. I think I think that was, was a strange that was the strangest thing for me. He'd stepped away from management. You did, yeah, yeah. But I do. I think it was the strangest thing. This guy is supposed to have been. Like you say, the Godfather. He yeah. he's uh, he's the inspiration for people like Pep and and whoever else. And and then you see him come in, and genuinely because of his reputation, I genuinely was expecting something really quite spectacular at United to happen for the second part of the season. And when it didn't materialise, and then to see how kind of stroppy he was when it came to his interviews, it was, I, I was totally taken aback by it, and I I, I didn't I didn't get where yeah, this he, reputation he, came from. He, he took a bit of a uh, Mourinho approach towards the end, mm-hmm. and now he's just looking after his own, you know, credentials. So, um, and you know, it, it's also difficult when Carrick and McKenna left the co- the coaching staff. You know, mm. 
big changes in January. You just you, you can't run a club like that. And I think what we saw with United, the second part of the season, is just a consequence of. Just you think Carrick made the right win. choice in not staying on as interim manager and 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 getting out as quickly as he could. Yeah, it depends what Carrick wants, though. I suppose um, you know if he's looking to get into management, then you never know. Maybe over the summer we might see that. But I think I think maybe also he's aware that he doesn't want to be associated with so many United <laughs> managers that have underwhelmed because yeah, you become yeah. like Giggsy with uh, David Moyes. Like there was always that association with well. Giggs was meant to be, it was inevitable that he was going to be a United manager. But that spell under David Moyes kind of didn't do him any good. And then Van Gaal didn't do him any good. And then everything else that happened with Giggsy didn't do him any good. So, um, yeah, so I think maybe he's aware of that as well. So maybe he thought I'd take a step back and let's just see what happens. Yeah. And in terms of next season, uh, last couple of questions, then we'll move on to Forest. Uh, what are your aims for next season? Is it Champions League or is it more, like you said, attractive football again and team caring? Is that the, the, the bigger aim for next yeah, season? The, and, the... and in terms of players, you need like, I don't know, 10 or whatever you said. But in terms of priorities, what would be your priorities in, in summer? Obviously, getting 12 players is probably going to be fairly unrealistic. But in terms of priorities... Mm what will be your players in the summer? And then, yeah, what, what's the bigger aim for the season? Top four or playing attractive football? Uh, aim for the season, I think I've already mentioned it. I think just seeing something on the pitch that feels like it's progress um, and a goal difference that's not depressing because our goal difference this this year was <laughs> well, spare a thought for Burnley. Minus <laughs> yeah, 19. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so just, just on the pitch and just something that feels like, okay, now we can move forward. Um, transfers, yeah, holding midfielder. Uh, what happens with Rambasaka? Maybe a right back, a, a wing back, maybe. Um, we signed Sancho for the right, but he's playing on the left, so therefore we probably need someone else on the right, <laughs> uh, another striker. But what do you do with Ronaldo? Um, <laughs> maybe a, a second goalkeeper if Henderson leaves, uh, and uh, a ball playing defender. Um, and I don't. I, I'm, I don't think much of Tellers, so I'll also bring in a left back or a, a wing back. Yeah, it'd be so very much. interesting what you do in in the summer because, like I said, you've always got money and you don't necessarily need to be. I, I argued with Ben about this time and time again. You don't necessarily need to be in the Champions League to attract players because you're Man United and you can sell that as this is a sleeping giant. You can help wake it up. Whereas Tottenham don't necessarily have that history. Um, yeah, it'd be very interesting what happens with Man United. But, uh, so yeah, so you're obviously down in the doldrums, hoping something that perks you up. One team who isn't like that is Nottingham Forest, back in the Premier League after 23 years. Absolutely uh, is, yeah. And, yeah, and, and eight eight games into the season, <clears> bottom <throat> of the league, then bringing Steve Cooper. I'm assuming that uh, promotion, playoff promotion, however, was the last thing on your mind. I mean, what an absolute turnaround. Exactly right, and... If you'd have said to me, the sad thing is, if you'd have said to me five, six games in, would you take 17th this season? I think <laughs> those fans were honest, they'd have snapped your hand off. And we've just got promoted. That is just... Yeah. That, I cannot overstate the job that Steve Cooper has done. On a micro level, everything Matt has just talked about with what is systematically wrong with Manchester United, been wrong with Forrest since... Brian left on that last day against Sheffield United, um, you know, in the 92-93 season, where you had the away fans singing there's only one Brian Clough 
and, and for social cultural context, Sheffield United hate Forest. You know, this this is deep into the mining strike of the 80s and Forest, well, Nottingham as a city crossed the picket line and all that and South Yorkshire clubs just don't like Nottingham because of that. And so to have a fan base that really dislike you, but to revere and respect a man, you know, it, it just shows what Brian Clough did. But the point I'm getting to is after that, the club just did not adapt to the way the game was going. You know, when... They, when, um, or, you, you know, Tottenham were involved, weren't they, with, with the formation of what became the Premier League and this idea of this new exciting league that was to come, and it absolutely did, with Team Another Sky. Clubs like Forest just kind of just didn't adapt. And, and that that was, you know, that was exemplified in the way that we yo-yos in the 90s. You know, I think it was three relegations in the 90s, two promotions. Um, and then by the time the 2000s hit, <laughs> we went down to League One, boys. You know, we went down to League One in 2005. We got beat by, we got beat away at Loftus Road, at, you know, Queen's Park Rangers. And we had three seasons in League One. A double European Cup winning football side <laughs> went down to the third tier, you know, of their domestic sort of pyramid. It, it just doesn't happen. And, and I can't really put into words what last Sunday meant to us all. Um, you, you know, just even there at Wembley, you know, that the people who there was, uh, without exaggerating, there was probably about eighteen to twenty thousand Forest fans who didn't have a ticket who just went to experience and soak it up. You know, there were Forest fans in the Huddersfield end because they couldn't get tickets at Wembley um, in the Forest ends, so they just chanced their arm and went in the Huddersfield end and come like with five minutes to go. They just took their jackets off and showed that they had forest shirts on. Them. <laughs> just insane. And, and I don't know if you've seen it, but there's um, a moment just as the final whistle goes, and Steve Cooper just goes and sits down. Yeah, and I just, saw that. Like, yeah. And just, to and yeah, honestly, like even the times where we've been absolutely shocking, seventeenth in the championship, another manager is sacked. We've always had people come for the job because they know if you're if you get it right and if you can take Forest into the Premier League, you know it's just a story in itself. And I just really hope this isn't just a you know we've all seen teams like Norwich blow away the Championship, come up and just let's be honest, you know they're just there to make up the numbers, aren't they? For the Premier League, like it's six points for everyone. I really hope that's not the case. I really hope. We don't do what we did in 98 when we got promoted. Um, we sold Kevin Campbell. We sold Colin Cooper. That's why Pierre Van Hoydon went on strike. We sold Steve Stone. Like, what are you doing? Like, literally, what, why are you dismantling the heart and soul of, of a team? You know, and let's have it right, guys. At that time, they were, they were good players. You know, they, they, they were really good players. So, How Jonathan, as well? so yeah, you're yeah. saying about things being done right this time. I've just been on... Had a quick uh, quick look on Twitter, and you, you're connected with Joe Roden from Tottenham. Yeah. How does how how does that feel? Because he's not been good enough to make the Tottenham first team since coming over. Um, he's 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 played very very bit parts. Right. Um, do do you feel do you feel like that's an ambitious enough signing for Forest coming up into the Premier League to go for a player who's who's not been good enough to even. In this tight, tight of boots of Romero, let's be honest, because yeah. he's, of, of how little he's done. You know, with you saying about the players that have gone, you know, when you from from previous years, 
Um, yeah. Do you think do you think that's where Forrest should be aiming? Do you think that's a a, a possibly good signing, or, or are you thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, come on, show show a bit more? Uh, yeah, it's a great question, mate. I think first and foremost we need to because um, a lot of the play we took a real gamble this season because a lot of the players that served as well, Jed Spence being one that we spoke mm-hmm. about earlier, um, Jimmy Garner from Manchester United, they're all loans. You know, five of the players that really made a difference for us were all loans. So, first and foremost, we need to see if those are feasible. I think Garner's going to be incredibly difficult, isn't he, Matt? Because, you know, he, he kind of plays into the Ten Hag playbook of, you know, he's young, he's got games under his belt. Um, I don't think he'd be a starter for United, but I think he'd certainly be someone that he'll make a decision on late on, won't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. just, well, just to cut you off there, Jonathan. Apologies, Matt. I know you need to head off. Yeah, I've got. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the quiz, so. and uh, yeah, I'll do another quiz uh, some point before the end of the yeah, start. Absolutely, of the guys. Well. But, yeah, take care, uh, Matt. Yeah, speak to you soon. Mate. Thanks. Well, for later, coming. Mate. See you later, mate. See you later, mate. Cheers. Yeah, sorry, Jonathan. No worries, no worries. So yeah, I think it's about getting those signings over the line if we can. That I've served as well. So Jed Spence, you know, can we get James Garner in on loan? Keenan Davis is the striker that we've had from Aston Villa, who, when he was fit, was phenomenal. You know, I am at the championship level, of course, so, you know, but I think if you can get the ball to his feet, I was actually quite surprised at how pacey, powerful, what an impact he can make. Um, to, to go back to, you know, Roden, I don't know, in all honesty. I, I don't know if he's good enough. I don't know too much about him. We've been linked with Borgia as well. From Chelsea, you know, who was at Southampton last season. Yeah. Um, he scored a lovely goal late on. I can't remember who it was against. I, I remember catching match of the day or match of the day two, and he scored a really good goal. I remember thinking, he's got something about him. Um, you've got to be savvy, haven't you? You know, the money that you get, they call it the richest game in football, don't they? The playoff final. Um, the money that you get, you've got to be careful. You can't, do, you remember, do you remember in, I think it was 2001, when West Brom came up with Gary Megson, they didn't spend a penny. Do you remember when they did that? They were relegated by like November. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so you can't do that. Equally, I don't want us to see us do a Fulham from a few years ago where they spent like 180 million. And It's, you know, it's about spending it wisely, isn't it? We, we, yeah. we, we've been on Spurs podcast talking about it. Levy does spend money. He just doesn't spend it on the players that we need. So... That that's the key that you need. With, well, with the odd, with the odd one good signing from the bargain yeah. bin every now and again. So whereas, Hoyberg, whereas, for example. Whereas Liverpool, obviously the the, the full one lost at um, Wembley when we were playing there. Klopp says, "I need a goalkeeper. I need a defender. You go out and get the two of the best in the game." Money was spent wisely. Obviously, it wasn't spent as in coming from the board. It came from the Coutinho money. But yeah, it's spending wisely. And yeah, Fulham. I mean, their owner is more concerned about his wrestling company, I think, than than football, which I, I, I've got a friend who's a Fulham fan who's he's not a fan of his uh, for that reason. But they do have a lot of money. And it, it's like the Man United situation, like Matt was talking about. We've got yeah. money, just spend a load of money out. And it doesn't necessarily mean what you spend it. But I, I think uh, Steve Cooper will be smart enough to, to know that, I think. You'd like to think so. And... He's very respected in the game. Jamie will know this from his time when he was at Liverpool. You know, Cooper was largely responsible for bringing Sterling through when Rodgers was there, but encouraging Trent Alexander-Arnold. His man management is insanely good. You know, the way he's just got this magic touch of knowing when to pull someone to one side. Um, 
you you won't have seen this, but earlier in the season in a home game against Stoke, our goalkeeper Bree Samba, um, for whatever reason, just decided to lash out at Danny Bart and got sent off. And you know, think moments like that can cost you promotions, can cost you, you know, titles, can cost you points. Even getting into the playoffs at that point wasn't didn't look like a dead cert. He pulled him to one side. He took him out side for a few games, but when he came back into the side. It was, it was, you know, he was just completely on his A game, and that is all down to Steve Cooper. And I think people, what I'd like to think is that can potentially get a really good signing over the line. You know, if you're a Conte at Chelsea and you've got someone coming through, or you want to know they're going to a club where they'll be looked after. I'd like to think out of the teams that have come up, Boris will be top of that pecking order because, you know, well, we're, we're no, you know, I go abroad. You say you're a Forest fan, they know what that means, you know, that because of the history, and there's not many clubs, you know, that, have, that get promoted into the Premier League that, that have that pull, that have that history, that have that law. So I'd like to think that would be the case, yeah. And um, obviously, it's just about, you know, the dream would be doing what Brentford have done in the respect of, you know, they weren't they weren't even in the relegation conversation come, come April, May. Yeah. You know, that's incredible. Yeah. You know, and, and another club, that spend money well, that get signings done right, and base it on, you know, statistical attributes, the money ball way. Um, and and I really respect Brentford for that because they've been doing it, you know, for about. There's no coincidence that they've got to the Premier League because you know for the last ten years they looked at a model that other clubs, you know, we were guilty of it. We tried to throw money at it. Look at what has happened to Derby County, you know. Um, you just can't do that anymore. You, you know, you you just can't. So. Yeah, um, yeah, it's got. It's going to be interesting to see. But let's put it's, it that way. It's very interesting that you say that because the financial fair play. You can spend all this money if you've got it, but you can't because you need to make that money back so you don't lose a, a, a combination of. I don't know how much money it is in three years, but with Forest, like you say, when you go abroad, people know who Forest are. So that's kind of a good segue into this as well. Is a I work with someone who's a Luton fan. They were in the playoffs as well. He said it's far too early. If we went up, we'd come straight back down, probably the lowest point scorers. Uh, do you think there's a possibility that could happen with Forest? For me, it's slightly different, I think, because obviously you were bottom of the league. So that would suggest, <coughs> you know, you were the worst team in the league after eight yeah. games, and then you've gone up. So maybe it was just a personnel kind of shift and and, and attitude, which Steve Cooper man management has done. But People know Forest, but the fact that you go abroad and they know Forest means that foreign players will know Forest and their history as well. So, with Luton, do you want to come and sign for Luton? No. <laughs> with Forest, you've got that history there. So, it's not yes. just do you want to come and live in Nottingham, it's do you want to go and play for this historic team? I'd be amazed if people don't know who Brian Clough is, even from, from people and what he did there so do you think it's too early or do you think your name and the history is is kind of uh something that will if it is too early will help you through that yeah it's it's a the the honest answer is i don't know you know as i said i'd really like to think we we even now with the squad we've got we could we could stay up um on again look at the clubs that come up look at the average in the premier league 
even at championship level, we were getting nearly thirty thousand on a you know on a Saturday on a Tuesday. Same night. with Leeds, isn't it? They sell that yeah. ground out regardless of there is yeah. a conference. And that was genuine. Look at Everton. Look at their home games that they needed to get points on. You know that can massively make the difference. The cliche of the twelfth man, but it's true, right? You know, you'll you know you'll remember the atmospheres at White Hart Lane in you know at times when you needed to get results. Absolutely. Well, look at the Arsenal game. Look at the North yeah. London derby. Yeah, prime example. I'll be it's honest, really Jonathan. I think that question Chris posed to you from for the way I why I look at. I think. It's a bit of an unfair question to ask because yeah. the problem is play with, with what players are looking at now. It's not, oh, well, Forrest, yeah, they've got a fabulous history. Yeah, fuck it, I'll go and sign for them. It's who's in the Champions League? Worse than that, who's in the Europa League? I think this season, you, it's going to be tough for you to attract some real yeah, like names, you know. I, I Don't get me wrong, I think you've got every chance of signing some quality, you know, and finding maybe a couple of diamonds in the rough. Um, but if you stay up and 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 show that that you've got the the plan, which a lot of players obviously like to look at, I think yeah. the next season is where we can sit there and say, with your history, with the fact that you've got a plan, because look at what you, let's say you, you do as well as Brentford this season yeah. coming up, then I think the the you're then looked at looked upon differently. You, you know, Norwich, they never get any decent big name signings in. Why is that? Because they know they're a yo-yo club. Why are you going to go to Norwich for one season? Brentford now have a chance of bringing, you know, Ericsson potentially for staying longer, unless he gets a Champions League club offer. You know, they, 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 oh, I was watching Sky Sports News just before this, and they've they've offered him a long-term contract. Yeah, Brentford have, but yeah. this is it. But he's, he he wants to. But if they don't. But if he gets Champions League offer, he ain't going to go. And this is what no. I mean. If Forrest can have a good season, stay up, another, you know, prove another year and, and show their metal, as it were, then I think next season is, is when you can sit there and say, do you think X, Y and Z and you're going to be looking at, at some bigger, right. bigger yeah, players? Absolutely right, Mark. And, and, you know, we've seen it before, the adrenaline of coming up and the euphoria of the promotion and getting those attendances early doors. You know, we all remember when Hull, they were like fourth in November in 2008 when they came up with Bill Brown, you know. And then they stayed up by the skin of their teeth, didn't they? The famous, yeah. you know, that one, the centre yeah. circle. Um, but do you know what? If you can get the points on the board early doors, you know you're going to have a run of no winning eight. It's going to happen, isn't it? You're going to have that sticky patch. It happens to clubs like Wolves even now who have a phenomenal amount of money. Like, sit, And this is the other thing, it's money, right? You know, when 20 years ago, when Middlesbrough came up with Forrest in, well, over 20 years, 23 years ago, what Steve Gibson did was he put his money where his mouth was, so and he invested. And some of the signings that a club like Borough were getting, you know, Ravinelli's, Janino's, Southgate. Hugo Egiog and Gareth Southgate from Aston Villa. And Villa fans were like, why on earth are you going? Paul Merson, you know, quality, absolute quality. And if you can afford to do that, great. But the difference is there's new money now. And yes, Steve Gibson as a chairman has money, but he doesn't have, you know, Russian oligarch money, doesn't have Chinese consortium money, like Fossen at Wolves. It is terrifying how much money that they have. Absolutely, it's mind-blowing. You know, for them to... They had neves in the championship they're jossa in the championship like, in the <laughs> like it's just and you know i imagine both you know liverpool both tottenham would really like um neves you know in mid, in midfield 
Like, I can see him complimenting both. I think he's, you know, Matt at United, I could see him, you know, Neves mm. being a solution because he's like, what? Well, Neves was linked to them, wasn't he? Yeah. He was linked to him quite heavily at one point. Yeah. So th this is the thing. It's, uh, you know, it's the unknown, isn't it? You're going into the unknown. You're optimistic. But let's be realistic. You know, if we can just stay up, that'd be amazing and take it from there. And, and that, that's, your, that's, your, um, that's your ambition it, for you as a fan. It's, you know, top, top half's a dream. Anything above the relegation zone, happy days. I'm, I'm Absolutely. Laughing yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got to be realistic, haven't you? You have. And, and, you know, I do think we can potentially find a few diamonds, as you said. Um, well, you, you know, never know, mate. Joe Rodon, if he came to you, he might end up showing you what, what he never got the chance to show at Spurs. Yeah, he maybe he's a player that needs to be playing, like you say, Matt, yeah. needs to be playing every week to show what he can do. Bit part player. I, I like Roden, to be fair, and I, I just don't think he's had the chance. Um, yeah. So hopefully, yeah, with the way you talk about Cooper, because I'll be honest, I, I've watched the results. I've not watched much of Forrest, you know, and what Cooper's been doing. And if he's able to to take, you know, players and do what he does, like what you've been saying as regards to man management, then, yeah, Rodon could end up being fantastic. Because let's be honest, Tottenham bought him because they thought he was premiership quality. Right. But, you know, the fact that we've had other players that have ended up coming in ahead of him because Jose didn't rate him, Nuno didn't really rate him, and Conte hasn't rated him. Maybe that's just because they have a, and I don't mean this in a detrimental sense to Forrest, but they have a higher standard, yeah, you know, that they, they want to work to. Um, but at the same time, he might be a, a Burnley, Forrest, Leeds type defender where he'll, you know, he'll, he'll save you a couple of a couple of points because he's made the, that one vital goal line clearance against whoever. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and if he does go to then fair dues, you know. Yeah. yeah, the other thing we need to do as well is sign up the guys, you know, that have been a major force of getting us to what we've done. You've probably heard of Brennan Johnson, you, you know, the forward. You've probably heard of Joe Worrell, the, the, the defender. And the thing is as well, these are big tick box players for a lot of Premier League clubs because not only are they young, but they're English and they're British. Mm. And, you know, for that Champions League quota, that European quota, you know, to have that under-24 homegrown, you know, lads <laughs> is absolutely massive. And, Do you think it's going to be hard to keep hold of Jed Spence? Especially yeah. with Tottenham, apparently, in um, in the running for him. I, I think he'll stay at Forest for a year. I'll I'd like him, to think so, yeah. I think he might stay at Forest next season. I'd, I'd be, I'll be honest. I think Spurs should sign him. And loan him to Florida this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's 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 shown a lot of quality. I've seen a lot of his highlight stuff, especially since Spurs have been um, been linked with him. And and I think the, the the lad is I've I've got slight question marks over his attitude with certain things, but what he shows on the especially what he did against Arsenal, he ripped them to pieces, it was fantastic to watch because I, I did watch <laughs> that Forest game, it was beautiful. But um but yeah, I think I think if, if Spurs are really after him, I, I would say yeah buy him but yeah give him to Forest for the year give him because we know at Forest he's going to get games under his belt who um, was the left back again in the Arsenal because Arteta retired the left back after like that Tierney no Tierney came oh. on Kolasinic um, maybe I can't, yeah it might have I, been. Can't, I can't remember but it was it was funny to watch because you're right just Jed Spence just absolutely oh, it, it, it was it was it was fantastic and but like I said, I yeah, I think if, if Spurs were going to go in for it, I, I, I wouldn't be adverse to Spurs buying him and then loaning him to you guys for the season because we know he'll get game time and we'll also be able to see whether or not he's he's able to mm. do it in the big league. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, mean, that, I, I hope Forrest do stay up. I, I think it's always nice for me when a team that has never been in the Premier League before go up, but it's also nice that Nottingham Forest... They have, Forrest, Forrest have been in the Premier League before. 
no, 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 you, not for a while. You, no, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, like a Huddersfield had never been in there before. Yeah, and then Nottingham Forest are a massive, mm. massive team, similar to Leeds, although I'm not a massive fan of Leeds. But, but yeah, but yeah, let, let's move on to the save the best or last. Tottenham and has uh, getting fourth. We didn't, uh, similar to uh, Jonathan there, after eight games, we didn't think top four, a lot of us didn't think top four would be achievable. We get Conte and now we're fourth. Uh, we're living in some kind of a Marvel multiverse here where we're getting transfer dealings done very, very early. It's never, ever happened with Tottenham before. But uh, Perisic, <laughs> Perisic, uh, 34, not really that much of an issue about that. Like I've said time and time again, if Conte wants a player, I want that player. He's a winner. Uh, uh, training qu- uh, 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 quality will go up just because he's there. Best and in his position. That, yeah, uh, but yeah, Hass, what would you make of Perisic and probably Fraser Forster as well coming through? So let's say one and a half transfers have been done already so far. But yeah, what do you make of those two? Uh, the fact that we're getting stuff done early. I think, first of all, I just want to make a correction. I think Perisic is 33. Um, yeah. Uh, it does make a difference the years, I suppose. Uh, 34 <laughs> sounds like well, doesn't for me. I, I, I'm 38 um, and I've been like that for about five years, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I mean, look, it's been an incredible season, first of all. Ten, ten games in, we had a massive upturn in fortune. Um, you know, that United game we lost 3 0, still fresh in our memories. But Who it turned out to be one of the best things. That yeah, to us that turned season. out to be one of the best defeats in in recent memories, um, if there is such a thing. Um, we got Conte in. Obviously, directive from up top was we need to get into that top four or as close as possible. And um, I think Conte overachieved in many aspects with the team that we had, and we are in a position now where Levy is having to put his money where his mouth is because. You know, out of a situation where 10 games in, we were looking at it and thinking we might not have any European football next season or we might be looking at Conference League. We're in a situation where we're in Champions League. Um, So, yeah, uh, business getting done early. It makes a change. Uh, I've never heard of Tottenham doing business in, in in May or June, that's just unheard of, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's only because there was no transfer fee involved, mate. He didn't have to haggle over it and offer well, like, you know a skywalk with that. it. There is that, but also it's it's not someone that Levy sort of negotiated for. It's someone that Conte wanted, you know, someone that's played under Conte, and it is, it is very much a Conte signing because you have to look at his age, uh, Matt. You have to look at his age and you have to think, would Levy have signed someone that age before? Probably not on a free. Um, but he's coming in. Uh, he, he knows uh, the Conte system. He's worked under him before. He's won He's won the title. And the guy's a winner. And and we need more players like, you know, Perry Sitch's ilk who've, yeah. who've been there, done that. And I always say this, one thing we need to change at the club is the mentality and the only way you can do that, it's all well and good having the manager coming in, but you need to have the players around that have done it as well <clears> to spread that mentality. You know, it's the, the winning mentality, what you know, what it takes to be 
Uh, this is what people said with Bale, didn't they? They said, "Oh, it'd be great to have Bale back because when we when we brought him back, because he's got that winning mentality." But the problem is, is one player coming in who's won four Champions Leagues, whatever, and a couple of doesn't change a whole team. Exactly, Um, and we need more. We need more to come. You know, we need more players of his ilk to come. And like you said, one player isn't probably going to make the difference. But I would also say Conte's made a huge difference on his on his own, um, just purely by, you know, his standards are quite high. Uh, the way he trains the players, the way, you know, he gets the pet players drilled uh, into his system. He's got very high standards. And those players, you can tell from when Nuno took over to when, uh, you know, he was a few months into his reign, Conte, the players looked fitter. You know, they've probably never been through that sort of regime before where they've got to be super fit or, you know, super dedicated to playing the team. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, the players do make a difference. Conte's making one hell of a difference as well. Um, I, I don't know what um, uh, who was it on before the United sport. I mean, they they would have lo- probably loved Conte there because, well, I don't know. To be fair, too many egos at United as well. But you know, it's less less egos at Spurs probably for uh, Conte to um, to manage at the moment. He he got rid of the Deadwood or. I don't really want to say Deadwood in terms of Ali because he gave a lot to the club before he started going south for him. But, you know, players like Ndombele just, you know, lagging about on the pitch. What he's doing, coming back, you know? isn't he? Because he's only on well, loan. Apparently he's he been linked with a Spanish team. So... He's, been, he's been linked with a Spanish team. My guess oh, is no. that team might be Villarreal, but I might be wrong. Villarreal or possibly, possibly Seville, who've, um, who've just... They are going to make some money on Kunde. And I think a couple of others that they've sold. So it, it could well be them. But, you know, he the first thing he did in the transfer window was get rid of the players that just mm. weren't cutting it or yeah. causing trouble in, in, the, in the changing room. So you're, the likes of Deli Ali, the likes of Ndombele, Lo Celso. He's like, right, I want to get rid of these players and keep keep the core players here that are ready to do what, what I want. Um, and it's worked, you have to and say. It just, yeah, it's worked, worked because... You got to say, you know, he's not messing around. You know, he's yeah. he's very much, you know, if you're not if you're not doing what I ask of you, I'm not afraid to um to swing the axe, and that's what he's done. And you know, and that I has to be an example. Biggest, sorry, mate. The biggest thing I think helped with Conte as well is he's not scared to turn around to those upstairs and say, bollocks, this is what has to be done. I'm not exactly, you know. Whereas we've had okay, Jose, I. Yeah, he's he's all about himself. But Pochettino, you know, um, Ryan Mason, even while he was in there, is, is to, there, there's too much trying to. Yeah, okay, yes, Mr. Levy, yes, Mr. Levy, yes, board, yes, yep, no problems. Yeah, we will sort. Of, and then, it, it, whereas we've got, we've now got a man in that seat who who's happy to say, listen, we need these gone, but oh well, uh, uh, but no, no, they go. Otherwise, I do. And, and, and they're listening to him, right? Because th- this whole Perisic thing, looking on Twitter. Five days before we signed it was when it first started. So it was five days. And you look in the summer and the whole, you know, 365 years that we were after Adama Traore for and didn't get him. We've got Perisic. We're linked with Perisic. All of a sudden, Perisic is holding the shirt on the Spurs official site. No pissing about there. Like like Has said, Ali out, Undumbele out, Celso out. Get two, two quality players in. 
Um, oh, I forgot I, to mention I, them as well, actually, Chris. Yeah, yeah the I, two players I, that come in. Yeah, I know they were brought in late, but I think that was more of a case of they needed to get uh, Vlahovic in before they could let those, mm. certainly Kulusevski anyway, go. So whether we had the deal in principle before and then they, we had to wait until that happened. But yeah, I mean, everything in January suggested it was a Conte transfer window, not a Levy transfer mm. window. And the three players out, not including Hill, that was that was kind of developmental. Uh, low now, and then the two players in. So, uh, for you, Mac, are, are they listening to the to, to Conte now? And do you um, see I think. Can I, can I just say? In? Can I just say, Mac? Sorry, before you get yeah, yeah go I was it. just gonna. I was just gonna say before you said. Um, you, you know, you're talking about um, Conte. You know, not giving a toss about what Levy's saying. I just want to point out that this is very much a last chance saloon for Levy as well. Hmm. Um, and you, you've said it, just about what I was right, about to say. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, Conte is using this as leverage all day long because he knows that uh, Levy can't afford to mess this up now. There is that element as well because, you know, where do we go after Conte? You've had Pochettino era. We tried to get... Uh, we got Nuno and that didn't work. But then we got... Uh, we had Jose Mourinho as well and Conte now. Where do you go after Conte? So this is very much, you know, I've got leverage over you at the moment, Levy. So you either give me what I want You've the just fans. taken you've taken half of my yeah. answer, has. I'm really but glad you I'll jumped you get, in, mate. I'll let you get on with other half, mate. Go on, I'll let you get on. I so, was gonna say earlier on, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh firstly, Kirst, yes, Kulu's goal last night was superb. Yeah, and let, also let me just feed that out. Uh just tuning back in. Cheers uh for watching and getting I know, fine. Everyone just, so I'll, I'll see you in a bit. Yeah, bollocks. Yeah. Not sure if you addressed this, but Kulu's <laughs> top corner goal last night was lovely. I mean he's banging form, isn't he? And confidence is yeah. just now now you've mentioned it, Kirsty, we have addressed it. So, and also, <laughs> Kirsty, now I know you're actually on, I'm going to be up with the family in Hull tomorrow visiting my mum. So, um, you can buy the first round. Um, <laughs> right. So, going back to, to Chris, your, your original question, mate. Um, so, yeah, this is why I've said this before, and I'm going to use the same terminology I've said. When you've got 60 plus thousand fans calling for your head in a noose, right? It, Levy's got no choice, especially if you don't back the one man who is going to be um, is going to be the one person who's going to show that Spurs are something special that they can get the best because we ain't going to do better than Conte, um, you know. And and they will because if he doesn't back him, they will fire bomb his house. They will go to Cuffley and they'll fire bomb his house. Right? No two ways about it. This is the best position managerially that we have been in for a long time. And like I said earlier, Conte's got the bollocks to turn around and say, screw you, Levy. It ain't happening that way because otherwise I'm away. And, Le and like you say, last chance, Lou, and Levy sat on the other side of it going, well, actually, I've got to listen to this bloke because that whole stadium are going to kick my ass. And, it, and, and and that's the bottom line. That is the way it is. Is if it, And I don't, and I think the fans made a difference without, now I know a lot of people have Levy out. I know that people have tried to organise a lot of protests. Um some have been more successful than others, um, but I don't think anything could have taken away the impromptu protest, as it were, for 60,000 Tottenham fans at that United game. Oh, to be fair, there's been a couple of there were a couple of games where, um, yeah, where they um, where where they're shouting for his head. You know, while everyone's paying their money and keeping quiet and cheering on the boys and booing them off at half time, Levy can sit there going, Well, it's not my fucking fault. You know what I mean? Keep himself and his hands clean. Yeah, you, that stadium's shouting for his head a couple of games at a time. He's he's now you're right. We've we've made it clear on an impromptu level without, you know, standing outside the 
the grounds without standing outside the the training ground or or having levy out streams or whatever um yeah we've um you know we've we, we've made it be known in in a way that actually we did probably didn't realize at the time and, it, and it's benefited us um the transfer window january was was a conte transfer window this transfer window is going to be a conte window they've when was the last time we have ever known tottenham release and make it public that they've released 150 million pounds <laughs> for transfers and that's not whereas before it's well yeah we probably probably give you you know 55 pence but whatever you make on any deals you make from selling players you can then... usually they say the money's not there don't they now they exactly, say exactly exactly i think that was so... more for publicly backing um, conte as well just to say look we've made this public now I am backing you, and yeah. that's why it's out in the public forum. He's, he's, doing, he's, he's making all the right moves off. for Conte yeah. at the moment. He's everything he's doing at the moment is to show Conte that you know we are going to back you. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. But just, he's just show, show and showing the fans, but and also fans as, well, as well. Yeah, but also as well. There's another side to this, and I'm, I'm I'm looking at this on the Levy side. All right, now play devil's advocate when I say this, but. Give Conte 150 million pounds. Give him the money from any sale that is done from anybody through this transfer window. Okay, he buys who he wants, and Spurs are still unsuccessful in winning any kind of silverware. All right, and this is this is the problem we have if Conte isn't, and it's a big if, but if Conte isn't successful, Conte um, Levy will then have the ability to turn around and say. Well, what fucking more do you want from me? We had a world-class manager. I backed him to the hilt, and we still fucked it. So what's yeah. the point? He's so putting the ball in his court. Exactly. So, yeah. so therefore now, because and like I say, it's, it's, it's going to go one or two ways for Levy. It's we've got a great manager. You've got to continue with great managers. You've got to continue backing them. Or he's going to have it on his side where he goes, well, I've backed a great manager. It didn't fucking work. So you're getting Graham Potter and a, and a 50 million pound transfer budget. <laughs> Do you know? So it's, um, yeah. it's going to be interesting to, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over, over the rest of this transfer window. And obviously what we get out of it next season. But yeah, Mac, absolutely. I think I think we as fans need to be patient as well. There is that element we need to be patient because Conte himself did say that it's not gonna it's not gonna happen mm. in one window. It's not gonna happen in two windows. This is gonna take three or four windows to to get everything in place. So we can't, you know, next season if it doesn't if we don't end up with a trophy but we get close, we need to be patient. And yeah. that's 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 the most important thing because. You know, it's come from the horse's mouth. He said it himself. He's not going to do it in a season. Uh, yeah. Yes, next next but, season but, but, is but his this, first full season. Half the problem we've got as Tottenham fans, okay, has me, you, and Chris are old enough, and and even and Jonathan and Jamie, they're old enough to remember when we were three point lane, mid table dross, hoping for a decent cup run. All right, a lot of our fans now are pretty much Pochettino era thinking that we should be champagne football, Champions League, fucking and and everything else. You know, we 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 understand it's going to take time. You know, uh, you know the, the people that are sat here now. We understand it's going to take time. If we have another champ, if we have a good good cup run, semi. You know, like I said to um, to Matt before we left about Man United finishing fifth and having a good cup run. For me, with Conte finishing fourth, having a good cup run, and who knows, maybe even taking one of the the domestic cups. For yeah. me, is a great season. Absolutely. Right? For absolutely. me, I, I I'll be I'll be out on the rooftops. You know, I'll, I'll tattoo Conte's face on my ass if he wins us any trophy, right? During the season, I don't mean like an Audi Cup. I mean like a domestic trophy. I'll get, I will, I'll get his face tattooed on my ass, right? If he wins a domestic cup. 
But, you know, and for us, whereas other people of, of, you know, depending on when you became a Spurs fan, I'll go, well, hold on, that's Conte. You just had £150 million. Why aren't we challenging to win the league? Why aren't we making a Champions League quarter, semi or final? Um, and, and this is where we don't have a balance as a fan base. Um, and, I, and I find it very frustrating, you know. Some of us, we, we sat there going, you know, we, we just signed Perisic. Wow. That guy was immense in his position last season in in uh, in Italy. He was he was number one in his season. You know the guy is a brilliant footballer. He's an absolute beast of an athlete, right? And he is going to bring something special to Spurs. And then you've got other Spurs fans going, "He's fucking thirty three. What the fucking hell?" And it's like, guys, seriously, forget the guy's age. Ronaldo's still smashing it at that age. Cavani's yeah. still smashing yeah, it. Yeah. At the that thing age. is with the age. Look at the players. Age is irrelevant as long as he's fitter. He's fitter than most. Are, in that he apparently he done more running at left back than Reggie and Cess put together last yeah. season. The thing with we'll the age, that perspective, at thirty three. But the problem is, we've the, always got something to moan about rather than yeah. taking it into perspective. Me, I remember when we were mid table dross, and I I look at do you know what I look at yeah. the last since Pochettino to now. I still see that as, you know what, we are doing really well. We have progressed and we're still making progression with the odd blip because every team has a blip. United, as Matt was saying earlier, they're having their blip. It's a little bit more severe than most, but it's a blip. You know, we're still doing well. We're still going in the right direction on the whole. And this this is, you know, and we're now at a, a critical point for me. And, and it's not a whether it's Levy stays, Levy goes, or whether Tottenham are able to do or, or not do. We're at that critical point where Spurs need to prove that we have that ability to be able to go that extra step, you know, to push for that third place, to get a domestic cup, so that Levy can see that backing the, the manager to put, actually investing some real money into the club is the way forward, rather than scraping around in the basement bin. It could be 10 years before we're, we're challenging for a title again. But as long as Conte shows that by putting money into the club and backing the right manager to do the right job, then it, it, it's it's worthwhile and it's still progress. Yes, it's going to be a very interesting summer for sure. And yeah, and just quickly back onto Forest, very quickly, Jonathan. Very quickly, Chris. Answers. Sorry, can I just respond to Kirsty? Don't worry, I've got a seven and eight year old that are just the same. But don't worry, we'll throw them into a cage somewhere, and and me, you, and the wife, and your other half will have a beer and just leave them all to it. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, audio artist answer is a better free kick taker, Ian Wone or Stuart Pierce. For me, Stuart oh, Pierce, just because he's a bit of a nutcase and might get upset if I say Ian. Uh, can I just say, oh, yeah, I, like I, I felt the full power. Right <laughs> I felt the full power of Stuart, Stuart Pierce's uh, free kick. Really? Not so much a free kick. Um, I can't remember who. It, I think it was with City at the time. I was at this old Spurs ground and he levered the ball right onto my head, and I was sitting <laughs> on the south stand. <laughs> oh my god yeah but yeah for me i'd say um i'd say stuart pierce pure power he was just rocket you know jonathan you've seen both pierce um my first ever game at the city grounds um he scored a free kick textbook um and i don't know if you've ever seen the footage i'll uh i'll pop it in the in the chat after if you haven't but the, what I think it was in the '89 season, away at Old Trafford, in front of the Stratford end, and you just <laughs> and you just hear Pierce can hit them like that, and it's just the way it goes <laughs> in from like 40 yards. It's just a bullet of a free kick and just yeah, yeah sensational free kick taker. Yeah. Um, but great question and uh, a lot of love for Ian Wone as well. So uh, Pierce just shades it for me. Yeah, Mac Pierce, is it a full house? 
Ah, uh, Pitt, yes, yes, Stuart yeah. Pierce, mate, all day long for me, yeah. I, I, I'll be, I can't see past Stuart Pierce when it comes to Forest. I, I, with my granddad, I grew up watching, yeah, Steve Stone, Stuart Pierce, and if it, yeah, if it wasn't for my old man being a Spurs fan, I'd have been a Forest fan. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, but uh, yeah, I'll be honest, my, my, my dad got in there first with the '91 semi-final against Arsenal. That was the day I became a Spurs fan. Um, but yeah, if it hadn't been for him, then yeah. I'd have been, yeah, I'd have been on a forest fan, yeah. which means me and Jonathan would have probably been collaborating more than me and you do, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know you need to head off, Mac. Uh, yeah, sadly, I've got, that, I've got, so I've got the kids. Fun. Yeah, kids are back from yeah. the park, and we need to go and do some family stuff now. Yeah, couple of things just quickly. Uh, firstly, thanks so much for coming on and doing the quiz. Uh, secondly, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ask these both at the same time. You can answer in whichever order you want. Uh, you, you've got a podcast, emotion, more emotional podcast. Tell yep. us a bit about that. It's in the description anyway. And what do you think Spurs can achieve next season? Okay, so Raw Emotion Podcast. It's me and my mate Mark at Spur1981. Um, as as the name says, we we react emo- emotionally to um, to the games. We do a, a little uh, pre-game intro based on the on the lineup, uh, score predictions, half time. We cunt the team off or we say yeah brilliant well done or you know whoever's a donkey same at full time really same thing and uh you know throwing a little couple of extras depending on where where the chat takes us and then yeah you can find it on all good um podcast outlets um it's you know what if you want to hear a couple of dickheads ranting you know who you know then then give it a listen it, it kills half an hour and sometimes we come out with a couple of perlers i do swear a lot um on it but um yeah, that's it. I'm the comedy value. I'm the swearer, and 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 Mark is the you know the more sensible one. Um, where do I think Spurs are going to finish? I think top four again. Um, before we've even before we've even known what else who else we're going to sign. Um, you know, Bastini. I'm not sure if he's going to come. Um, with with everything that's being said, you know, poor sod bumped into little um, Super Ollie T. Um, at um, before the game, so I think he's now realised that um, he's got to stay away from Tottenham, otherwise he's going to get bugged for a shirt and a pair of boots or something. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think fourth, at least fourth as regards the league, uh, maybe third, like I said, because what was said earlier with Chelsea, I agree <laughs> that they're going to have some issues, and I, I reckon we'll we'll come close to a domestic cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. That's for me. So, yeah. and to Kirsty, drop me a DM, mate, and uh, tell me which spoons. And uh, yeah, well, I'll try and get over there tomorrow. Uh, guys, Excellent. genuinely, yeah. it's been Cheers, an absolute man. pleasure. Cheers, Jonathan man. has, Jamie and Chris. Take care of yourself, yeah. boys. Take care, Take buddy. care mate. Cheers, Be safe. And uh, yeah, uh, Jamie, uh, just quickly as well on Tottenham. Uh, there's some Spurs fans who think that we can challenge for the league if Conte gets the players in he wants. For me, I think Liverpool and City are just too far ahead, even if Conte gets the players in he wants. But like, I think third is very yeah, realistic in, in in getting that and a cup. I mean, Conte, if we got fourth and a league cup, would be furious because we haven't improved the league position. He's a winner. But uh, are, are there any worries from your side about what I, I know Klopp kind of said? You've got to be wary of Spurs and, and yeah, Conte. Are there any worries from your side that we could it could become a three horse race for the league next year? Uh, I, I want it to be a three or four horse race for the league because it can't just be up to Liverpool to change fancy with season in, season out. This is the problem. I hear all the stuff from... I heard Man United fans singing Blue Moon because Liverpool did win the league. That's how sad it is. Right? That's how absolutely sad it is. That's what we've come to because we're so hated. I love being hated. That means we're successful. You're hated, yeah. you're successful. So, hate me all you want. Um, but 
yeah, we need more people. It can't just be up to Liverpool. You see the, the, the season that in the COVID year when there was no fans in the whole stadium for a whole season. Um, that was a horrible season to watch football. No one really liked it, did we? We hated it. No one was on the streets. You couldn't leave your house. It's horrible. And your City coasted that league on eight-yard points because no one really put up a fight against them. Yeah. They coasted the league. As soon as Liverpool come back the following season, it's back in the 90s again because they're the only team putting a fight up. So we do need other teams to make this challenge more things. So I welcome it. I really do. And it's better for English football. Do you think we can or do you think it's still you two are too I, I far think, ahead? I, for... think, I think, I mean, it all depends what Liverpool do this summer to keep with City. I've just seen breaking news that Liverpool look like they're going to buy a Serge Gnabry from Bayern Munich. So... Why we have not there rather than Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the one who scored player. about five against us in that Bayern Munich he's, route. He's a very, he's a very good player, but I'm just a bit underwhelmed on that. But do you reckon? Do you reckon that's a swap for Mane then? Do you reckon? Yeah, because Canabry won't accept the contract extension at Bayern Munich. So Bayern Munich are now looking to get rid. They also want Sadio Mane, so it just looks like it's common sense to get that sort right. of that. That's he's deal. lightning quick as well, Gnabry. Yeah, well. yeah. Well, so that obviously fits. If it is for Mane, it's. Probably not like for like, but in terms of pace, it's like for like. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, the Mane thing, Diaz was Mane's replacement. Diaz plays on the left-hand side for Liverpool. <laughs> as soon as uh, Mane came, as soon as Diaz came in, Mane went into the number nine position. So for me, that was the, I think Liverpool always knew Sadio was going to leave. But we do need other attackers. And we like these wing attacking forwards and Jurgen Klopp does as well. That's why I keep arguing with fans online that don't be surprised if we don't get this clinical number nine we all crave because... I just don't think that's what Klopp wants. Um, so it looks like Serge Gnabry. But if we keep the players and we recruit well, like thing of our recruitment, our recruitment has been very good. We don't, I, we can't spend what no one can do what Man City can do in the league. If Liverpool or Tottenham bought a hundred million pound player tomorrow, and he only scored two goals and two assists like Jack Grealish did last season, <laughs> we'd be all under the cosh, wouldn't we? We'd all be under the cosh. But because City do it, it's not a problem because they can go and replace him the following summer with another £100 million player. So it doesn't, no one can compete with City financially like that. It's just not possible. So Liverpool and Spurs have to do it completely a different kind of way, a different kind yeah. of model. Liverpool have been doing that for a while now, and our recruitment is really good. The players we have in our team, recruitment's good. So I do trust the recruitment process. If we get that right, it will be Liverpool and City, I think, going at it again. Mainly because of Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola as well at the same time. I have this argument. You take Pep Guardiola away from Man City tomorrow, Liverpool win the league, in my opinion. Yeah. I know they've got exceptional yeah. players, but Pep Guardiola gives them that little bit extra in their team. You take him away from this City team, they're not the same, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, with Tottenham, I've already said at the beginning of the show, I think they will challenge Chelsea next summer, next season. I think Chelsea might have a big transfer summer this summer. But I think after that, I think it will settle down into that American ownership of a football team model that we all we all know about. And I think Chelsea, I mean, I think Chelsea, they've had 20 years, ain't they, under Roman, where they could get and yeah. do whatever they wanted. That's going to change for them. There's no doubt about that eventually. They've been linked with Dembele from Barcelona, I find weird. The man's got no hamstrings. I mean, I don't know how he's walking. The man's got <laughs> And you're bringing him to the hardest league in the world. Jesus Christ. Makes no yeah. sense. Um, whoever's having a go about the Perisic deal to Chelsea, don't know football. Can we stop talking about people's ages? 
We live in a world now where these players are not on the piss every weekend and eating pies before matches like they were in the day. You know, you look at them now, they're all role models. They don't drink, they eat right, they diet correctly. As I said, all the best players in the world that everyone talks about at this moment in time are in their 30s. Look at Benzema, yeah. 34, oh, yeah. man. He's going with the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Messi is still killing it. People might say he's had an average season at PSG. He had the most assists in Europe last season. He, he, he's still doing it at his age. You know, it's... Hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I think Perisic is a good bit of business. It covers that. because He likes playing 3-4-3, three, three, so you have that... He's going to probably... Is he going to play left wing back for you guys? I assume that's what the position is. Probably going to play for you guys. That's a good bit of business. You've arguably got the best front three in the league. I will say that right now. Uh, you've arguably got the best front three, Harry Kane, Son and uh, Kulaveski, quality players. Um, Defence probably needs a bit of work. Romero's a quality defender. Um, I know Dyer had a good year. I know Eric Dyer had a good year, but it's still Eric Dyer. Um, <laughs> and Ben Davis in that back three. So that can be improved for Aunt Lloris. You know, he's been better this season for me, but there are still mistakes in his game sometimes. Yeah. But um, uh, no, you probably need a you need a right wing back. Is Doc either answer? I'm not sure. Um, you got Cecily on there. Um, so you have got players there. Midfield Bentancourt. I've not been impressed by Bentancourt, but I have been impressed by Kulovetsky. Not been that impressed. We got Skip to come back as well. Who missed a large Skip chunk of the season? So yeah, you do need you know need players, but. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Spurs fans talk about all coming after City and Liverpool, and that's just a bit that to win this league, you need over 90 points to win this Premier League now. And Tottenham ain't ready to get over 90 points yet, but they are ready to challenge Chelsea. There's no yeah. doubt and, about And it. in terms of Liverpool, do you think league next year, or, or is it again I, like it has I, been, been a toss of a coin between City and Liverpool? I'll burn everything. everything off and just go Premier League. It, 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 I mean, you still go strong in the Champions League because it is the Champions League at the end. Day. But the FA Cup and League Cup, I would just play reserves and the kids. And if they go really far in a competition, just keep playing them. Maybe add in one or two regulars into that, but try and leave that be. And just go for the Premier League, go all out in it. Because you can tell by the end of the season, we played 63 games last season and we only lost four matches. I mean, some people are like, oh, it's the end of the world, this is the end of Liverpool. Um, <laughs> we lost four games in 63 matches and one lost the league by a point. It's, yeah. it's just not the... We just need a bit of fine-tuning. If Mane leaves, there's talk at the moment that Mane might even be reconsidering. So if Mane does leave, but we get a good replacement in, and if I think Salah will stay next season, but the Mo, I'm a bit pissed off with Mo Salah personally, but um, if Mo Salah stays next season, which I think he will because he's opened his mouth too much. So for me, no big European club is going to come in for him now because they just wait till January to talk to him, which has peed me off a little bit. When he said twice net press conference before the Champions League final. I'm definitely staying at Matt Liverpool next season because my contract tells me to. And then when he sat down with Rio Ferdinand and said, and Rio basically said to him, oh, you signed a new contract then? And he went, no. And he went, are you close? And he went, no. Just tells me he's waiting to go on a free. Because if you go on a free transfer, you can get monster wages. Like Divock Origi is getting 200 grand a week at AC Milan. It's madness because he's a free transfer. So, yeah. Salah's going to look for that four. Liverpool are just not going to give it to him. They're not going to give it to him. But I can see Mo Salah having an exceptional... This is going to piss me off even more. I can see Mo Salah having an exceptional <laughs> season next season. 
a bit like Suarez did for us before he went to Barcelona. He was like the best player in the world for that season. He was just, uh, so good. And I can see Mo doing that next season and leaving on the free. But so we've got to get that replacement in now and not wait till the following season when everyone goes, oh, you've lost Salah. So this is how much everyone's going to be up the clock. So you've got to do that now. Get the business right. Get another midfielder in. We look like we've got the Ramsey kid coming in from Aberdeen, who looks an exceptional player, young player of the year in Scotland. Um, he's a very Trent-esque kind of passer of the ball. Good cross, a good passer. I know a lot of Liverpool fans are like, oh, a player from Aberdeen. But they weren't saying that about Robbo when we got him from Hull. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So you can, there's gems out there. You don't have to go around Madrid and Barcelona to buy these players. There's yeah. gems everywhere. You Which is very similar to the age, out. isn't it? You know, Perisic, yeah. 33. <laughs> Players, uh, fans not wanting him in. There, a lot of those will be the same ones that were loving Bale outruns. coming in the other season and want Bale in now, and he's in his thirties. Yeah, I bet he outruns every Tottenham player next season. Yeah, well, tra training standards are bound to go up just because he's a winner and he ain't going to settle for anything less. But uh, yeah, Hass Tottenham next season. What would you see for us? Um, yeah, it all depends on the recruitment. I think we've started off well. We've signed in Perisic. Um, I think with the right recruitment, we'd certainly be in the mix for top four, maybe even top three. I think City and Liverpool are miles ahead still. Um, you know, they've been building their squads for years now. I mean, City, different level. I mean, to be able to finish above Liverpool, we've only lost four games all season. I know it's only a point, but, you know, they're, they're just untouchable at the moment. And they've recruited Haaland as well. Uh, Liverpool will definitely strengthen next season as well. So, if we can get anywhere in the top three, it'll be absolutely fantastic. But, yeah, we, we need to be on the coattails of Chelsea at least. I can see us getting top four, hopefully. But it has the recruitment has to be right, you know. Yeah, I'm quite confident because, obviously, Conte's only had, what, pretty much half a season. And we was down in the dumps and he's managed to get us Champions League with this squad. So um, I'm fairly confident or actually just confident that we will get top four. Um, if we get a cup, fantastic. I think that's got to be somewhere on uh, the list, um, mm. on the priority list, I think, is to have a good cup run um, and maybe get one of the domestic cups in. You know, we've been close before with Poch. We made a few semi-finals, just couldn't get it over the line. We've been in the final, couple of finals, didn't get it over the line. And I think those players, um, certainly the more senior players like Kane, Son, uh, Lloris, will certainly in the next two years before they sort of part ways will want to uh, put that right. So, yeah, I think top three, top four, uh, we'll certainly get. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, I think we need to sort out that left centre-back position. Hmm. Uh, for me, Davies has been the most improved player at the club since Conte took over. He switched him from left-back to left centre-back and he's thrived there. He's played really well and he's shown that he will be more than capable of being a cover for whoever's going to come in at that left centre-back position yeah. uh, next season. Um, I don't think we should get rid of him. Uh Rodon, uh, if there is talk of him going to Nottingham Forest, Jonathan, I would say you're getting a decent player just because he hasn't got into the Tottenham squad doesn't make him a bad player. Um, whenever he's played for Wales, he's played well. 
in that in that back line. And uh, certainly for you guys, it'll probably be an improvement on what you already have. Um, and I wouldn't begrudge him that move, obviously. But you know, it does free up some some wage for us as well. Uh, and it makes sense if he wants to move on. Um, and yeah, in the midfield area, certainly we, we you know, we're one player short, I think, of um, having a decent midfield. We've um, we've skipped coming back next season as well. It's going to be quite interesting because you know we've got Hoybjerg, who I think has had a decent season. To be honest, um, he's not set the world alight, but he's gone about his business uh, in in a very professional manner without setting the world alight. And Benteke has been a very very nice compliment um, to him. So Skippy coming in, competition for places instantly yeah, without yeah. even think, really trying in there now, yeah. which can only be a good thing. I think that's what we need. We need that competition as well. You know, you look at the likes of Liverpool, City, even Chelsea, you know, you look at the bench, there's competition there. You know, someone gets an injury or not quite on it, there's always a replacement on the bench. So I welcome it. I think we do need one more uh, for that competition, especially if we want to fight for a trophy. We need to be able to rotate the players. And that's, I think that's been another issue at the club as well, is rotation. You know, you look at the team sheet every week, that top three, that front three never changes. It never deviates from uh, Kane, Son, Kulusevsky. Kane, Son, Kulusevsky. These players need a break sometimes. And I think that welcome break needs to come when we're on, uh, when we're playing these cup games. Um, you know, they're not going to be dropped for the Champions League or the Premier League, but certainly for the, for the domestic cups, uh, we need the players to, to sort of rotate. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, give Conte what he needs. It seems like he's getting what he needs. Let's give it a few weeks and see what happens. Um, you know, I'm calling for patience from from all of our fans. You know, we can't expect to be on top of the world, you know, within the next season. But give it a bit of time. We've got an option to extend uh, Conte's contract as well. So there is that option. And who knows what we could do next season. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go go for a top four finish and a cup next season. Yeah, I think we'd take that. No, but yeah, a couple of no, quick questions. Harry Kane. I believe he's got two years left in his contract, ain't he? Do you think you might have a Harry Kane problem coming up? Because with two years left in his deal, do you actually see him extending that and go, putting an extra two or three years on that and making five years more at the club? Or do you think you might have in danger of next season people coming in for Kane because he'd be a lot cheaper with a year left in his deal. I think it all depends on Conte. Um, and how we do. If he's always know, said if we progress, he'll yeah. stay. So if we're progressing, he'll want to sign that contract. Absolutely. I think there's there's a, there's an op, there's a big opportunity here for, for Harry, um, if we do well, to become the number one player at, at the club, the club's yeah. ever seen. Um, well, if we do well, Jimmy record next season. Yeah. I'm convinced of that. I think oh, yeah. that that record will be in his horizon, on the horizon for him as well. Um, but Harry's always stated, you know, the club need to show ambition, need to match my ambition, and as long as we match his ambition, which it seems like we are at the moment, um, as long as we are, you know, moving in the right direction, he will stay at the club. Um, it did go stale after after Poch left. Um, you know, it, it you know it just fell apart a little bit. And 
I think now it's picked up with with Conte coming in, uh, with all the you know right moves being made. I think Kane will certainly will look at that and think you know actually there is a chance now that we could win something. And he's, he's always said he was always he's always wanted to win something with with Tottenham. Yeah. It'd be a great shame if he went to you know if he had to move away uh, to to win something. So yeah, I think he will stay. Um, as long as we show that ambition and, you know, the, the club's moving in the right direction. If next season comes about and the wheels fall off, I can see him maybe cut price. You know, he'll want to, he'll want to make that move somewhere else just to, just to, you know, because it's a shame. You look at someone like Harry Kane, he is regarded as one of the best players the Premier League has ever seen. And to not have a medal to your name, a winner's medal, is just a crying shame. Yeah. And I don't think any one of us initially, when he wanted to, when he made noises about going to City, uh, begrudged him a move simply no. because he was that good. But um, yeah, I, I think I think he will stay so so long as Conte's there, and um, so long as you know the club matches ambition, Jamie. Yeah, Wait. yeah, yeah. We'll move move on quickly. I've got to head off in a bit. Uh, but yeah, a couple of comments. I, I really apologise. I don't know how to pronounce your name. But uh, let's reinforce Tottenham squad. Do well in the league and Champions League next season. Cheers. Uh, cheers for you for uh, uh, watching and getting in contact. Really appreciate it. Uh, for me, third and a cup, preferably the FA Cup, because I prefer the FA Cup. But if it was the League Cup, I'd, I'm not that fussed. That would be my aim. We can't um, be fussy, Chris. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, we can't. We just fans. shouldn't be. <laughs> and then who do you think the centre-back will be reinforced? Has kind of answered that. I agree. Davies is the uh, replace, uh, not replacement, but him as a as and, and the squad is even more important next season with five subs coming in. Uh, but Jonathan? Uh, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, Jonathan, you, you are on a Spurs podcast. How do you think Spurs will do? And what do you envision for Forest uh, next season in the Premier League for the first time in 20-odd years? Yeah, absolutely. I honestly think, you know, keep Conte happy, give him what he wants. It, you know, we've touched on it before in terms of transfers and that it looks like, you know, he's kind of got the upper hand in terms of what he can get across to Levy. I see absolutely no reason why there can't be a title challenge next season. Genuinely, uh, I think I like, I, I like you, Jonathan, and I've always liked you. <laughs> no, genuinely, <laughs> I do because let's let's have it right. The front three are phenomenal. You know, they really are. You keep them fit. Um, you look at the run back end of this season. The way you didn't just beat Arsenal, you blew Arsenal away. You know, and, and it's not just the rivalry. It's not just you know the fact it's a derby. It's what was everything was on the line as well, and that's Conte, you know, that delivered that. So I see absolutely no reason if you can have a fit and firing strike force and add, you know, little bits of quality, which is starting to happen with Perisic, that there can't be a title challenge because, you know, with absolute respect to City and Liverpool, who are, have been phenomenal, we know from history it's not always sustainable. One will have, you know, a, a wobble at some point um, with Klopp and Pep fighting it out probably won't be while they're still you know in charge of both but um, yeah you know while Chelsea are still trying to sort themselves out there's no reason why um, at the very least I, I think third at the absolute very least I really do um, yeah in <laughs> again in terms of Forest it's just at the minute we're just bottling this 
absolute just yeah. joy. <laughs> season, you know, it's one of those, isn't it? The season will start, and if you don't quite get off the mark early doors, it's that's what you don't want. Norwich last yeah. season had some really tough start yeah. of the game. What you want is a game where you can win and get that out of your system. Exactly so you've right. got that win. Norwich, I think, had about six where they didn't, and that can only be bad things. Yeah, hopefully huge. the fixture list yeah. is kind to you. Get that, yeah. which certainly a home win. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then you can build from there. Exactly right, Chris. And, and you know, again, a heart back to, I think, um, yeah, Brentford had Arsenal Friday night, first, mm. first game of the season, didn't they, in their new ground. But everything was just set up for the three points, you know. First game, the new ground, the atmosphere, everyone's happy to be there. Um, and yeah, Arsenal didn't turn up. So, you I've know, got, they were up and running. Well, they I've can't got, handle the big it. atmosphere, can they? They didn't handle no. the North London derby. They didn't handle yeah. Newcastle. They didn't Arsenal handle Brentford. <laughs> Arsenal yeah. can't handle football full stop. Forget that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Arsenal, I just have the fact that Arsenal finished that top four. Just, I can't stand Arsenal. Really. I've got no agenda that I club itself like you guys have your rivals, but... You know, but their fan base, fuck me. I have never seen a bigger meltdown of fans in my life. Like, they got fourth, they were fourth for a little bit, and then they're talking to Chelsea fans saying, we're coming for you. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there as a neutral watching it, and all these people, oh, Arsenal fans talking this up, right? And I'm watching, like, the football terrace and stuff like that, and these Arsenal fans are talking it up, and, like, we're coming for Chelsea. We ain't done. I remember at the beginning of the season, there's not much difference. Arteta's got Klopp's number and all this nonsense. And <laughs> and, and then I'm, I'm listening and I'm thinking, right, you're coming for Chelsea, right? You've got a midfield pairing of El Elneny and Shaka. <laughs> you'll go to go and go and try and blow Chelsea out of third position. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> and like, you've got no forwards. You've just got signed Enketia up to a hundred grand a week contract. So you don't, you guys don't learn. I don't care who you but you got you were all bigging up Ramsdale as a goalkeeper. By the he way, has been terrible. quite good though, Ramsdale. I'm not having this. I'm not having this. Right, Ramsdale <laughs> was terrible, right? He makes <laughs> the easiest saves in the world look like the hardest saves in the world. Like <laughs> when a shot straight at him, he goes, whoa, got that and puts it over the crossbar and they're just going like that. He makes ridiculous easy saves look extremely difficult. He's like a FIFA goalkeeper. You know, <laughs> he's average. Then they go, they go and buy Ben White. Ben Love Island White. Jesus Christ. For 50 million. Also known as Ben Shite. Ben, just, just putting it out there. Terrible. <laughs> and then Arsenal. I remember when we played Arsenal. Uh, around the beginning. The first time we played Arsenal. And Arsenal fans did a, a combined 11. And I was on one of their channels. Where, oh, this is easy. It's all Liverpool. Right? Because it's facts. Right? They put Ramsdale in for instead of Allison. That always going to be answer. Then, then they said Gabriel and Ben White were a better combination than Matip and Van Dijk. <laughs> and I was like, what am I listening to? This is actually... And they believed it as well. This is what Arsenal fans... They believe it. With every, it's not even clickbait. They actually believe it. And then for fall away and Spurs to get fourth. Because let's face it, Spurs, till the last, what, eight weeks of this season, we've been asleep all season. You know, they've been like hypersleep. We, we picked up 27 sleep. points in 33 in the last yeah. and then, many, 11 games. 11 and then games. the last eight weeks of the season, uh, Tottenham sort of just went, you know what, we're kicking into gear now and we're away. And then they scored the most goals out of anyone in 2022. And Arsenal just collapsed and I find it absolutely hilarious. And I don't see this Arsenal team getting near this first team. Because this are, when you two played each other, sorry, I'm going on a rant on your channel with but when these <laughs> when these two played when you two played each other the other week before the end of the season, and I looked at both squads, I think when uh, Arsenal got their man sent off, 
uh, hairline holding got sent off. And rightly so, by the way. I don't know what he was trying to do about 20 minutes on Son. And um, not even his wife has been that close to Son as holding was. It's mad. And what he was doing for 20 minutes, he got sent off. And the Arsenal fans are blaming the ref. It's like, no, blame your man. <laughs> and then I looked at both teams. I actually looked at both squads, the bench, the players on the pitch, and I'm like, God, Arsenal spent 150 million in the summer, but their squad ain't as good as Tottenham's. I'm looking at it like that, I'm thinking, and I'm a neutral in this, I've got no care of either, you know what I mean? And I'm looking at this thinking, oh, yeah, Tottenham actually have a better squad. Not only have they got a better squad right now, and you spent 150 million in the summer, they've also got a miles better manager. You know, they haven't got Pep's coach putting out the bibs at half time. That's what Arsenal got. They've got a plastic pet. And Arsenal and Spurs, Spurs have got the real thing. They've got Conte, the real deal. He's won leagues in wherever he's gone, usually. Yeah, I, th I think um, we can pull away from Arsenal now. Arsenal, now I don't see Arsenal good. catching Tottenham. You've already you bought Perisic already, who's better than any Arsenal player. So you've already <laughs> even stepped up even further. And then Man United, I don't... I, look, man, this is the worst Man United team I've ever seen. I think Man United fans... I just have to be really patient with Ten Hag in charge because it's going to I don't to think they up. can. They, they, football's it's changed, hasn't it? In, when when Ferguson was building his reputation, there was yeah. that, you know, patient now. What? I want success now. And it's, it's not, not just the uh, players, it's not, not just the managers, not just the chairman, it's the fans as well. I want success now. And it, and doesn't happen. doesn't happen. It's madness. So for the time being, the top four that finished the top four last season will be the top four that finishes the top four this season. I don't, I don't see any point. difference. Unless, unless Arsenal go and spend 400 million and Man United spend a billion pounds. I just don't see any difference, guys. I really don't. I think you guys... Yeah, and, 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 and back to Forrest, Jonathan, do you th uh, I'm going to ask anyway, it's a very unfair question, but uh, do you see yourself staying up? Yeah. With their with their no, you, you've got to believe, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As I say, you know... Who else has gone up? It's uh, Bournemouth who could be in trouble and Fulham, like you <laughs> said earlier, depends Fulham on how they spend their money. Fulham will yeah. go down. Mitovic can't score in the Premiership and we've got their best player in Carvalho. So, we're, so they're gone. Will they get Harry Wilson again? Probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, for Forrest, uh, do you think you'll make quite a... Don't even know what I was saying. Uh, Signings in the summer to, to kind of bolster your squad and, and and shake it up a little bit. Well, we'll have to be astute. We really will. We'll we'll have to you know be clever how we go about it. I'm still trying to get over the fact that we signed um, Nicholas Bentner a few seasons ago. If you remember that, that was the, that was a really dark period. Um, best, player, <laughs> best player in the world, Nicholas Bentner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was horrendous. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think that we, I don't want to go for like, you know, big wage players where it becomes all about the player, not about Forrest. And I don't think Steve Cooper will allow that to happen. No. Um, as I said, I think he's got the reputation in the game to attract a couple of cracking youngsters um, and, and we'll try and do it that way. So, yeah, but it's going to be competitive, isn't it? You know, when you look at the teams who have to do something the coming season as well. Villa being one, you know. The jury's out with Gerard, isn't it? Really, you know, Gerard's still got something to prove. Yeah, that Villa team, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can, uh, hopefully we can win the league. I don't think we will. So out of City and Liverpool, I'd, I'd want Liverpool to win just because City have bought everything. If they don't win the Champions League oh, again, that would be beautiful. That is best as well at the same time. 
I mean, yeah, that would be beautiful. If they, the fact that they can't win that Champions League is hilarious, and I love it. And then, yeah, hopefully we win a cup and then get get well, certainly in the top four, but third preferably. Oh, but yeah, uh, no yeah, gonna have to head off now. Gonna head out and do some shopping. But uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks to uh, Mac, who was already on, uh, catching a uh, Raw Emotion podcast on Apple. And Matt, as well, doesn't have a podcast or stream, so nothing to plug there. But, uh, yeah, and uh, Jonathan, uh, Jamie, has pleasure, as always, and great mm-hmm. having you on. Has, uh, you, you'll know his uh, his uh, t- uh, YouTube channel there, because it's on the uh, hash, uh, uh, Twitter handle. But, uh, yeah, Hotspur Hood, where I am with this show on Mondays. But, yeah, Has. Uh, I'll let you do it. I'll, I'll be lazy. Uh, where can people find the Hotspur Hood? Yeah, um, so if you go onto YouTube, uh, search Hotspur Hood, we've got a number of uh, different shows uh, that we've got on there. You can watch the previous shows. Um, I believe Tommy Tommy Talks Ball previously. Um, he's doing a transfer roundup um, during the preseason, so watch out for that. And we're also looking to bring in a show on Thursdays as well. So, um, you know, all will be revealed soon. Um, Chris, you know, you, you're part of, obviously, the hood as well. So, um, yeah, we have been working on uh, numerous stuff. But, yeah, Sundays is where you can catch me normally on um, Hotspur Hood, uh, talking all things Tottenham, uh, talking about uh, the previous games and stuff. So, yeah, just um, go, up, go on there and have a look. Click, click subscribe and possibly click on the notification bell as well. See when we're next on. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, please make sure you go over to Hotspur Hood. Uh, Haz's uh, uh, personal uh, uh, Twitter handle is in the description as well. Uh, Jamie, Jamie Phillips Football Chat, uh, Liverpool uh, channel, but primarily, but you do do some uh, 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 neutral stuff. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so yeah, I'm basically Jamie Phillips Football Chat, the YouTube channel. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a Liverpool-based channel, but I do talk about, um, basically do the top six teams in the Premier League, got to chat about that. So Maybe not Arsenal next season. Never know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's there, there's a lot of uh, I do a lot of watch alongs. Not just like Liverpool watch alongs. I do a lot of different watch alongs. Usually, if the top six are all playing, Liverpool ain't playing. I'll do a watch along for them. And yeah, they have a lot of debate shows. I do debate calling shows as well most nights, and it's going well over on channel. So the channel's monetized now as well, and uh, it's memberships up on the channel and everything now. So it's going it's going really fast. I only started eight months ago, so yeah, it's gone quick. Basically, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, make sure you check that out as well. Jamie's uh, uh, Twitter handle is also in the description as well. And yeah, you have to come on when we uh, when we're playing you yeah, games cool. next season. And yeah, uh, cool, cool. Jonathan, uh, thanks so much for coming on as well. And uh, yeah, definitely have you on um, when we play Forest. But yeah, any uh, Twitter, YouTube? No, not yet. Not, not yet. But um, I might be teaming up with Matt on a few things coming up. So. We'll watch that space. But, yeah, absolute pleasure, guys. I'll look forward yeah. to that when the fixtures are released. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, yeah. preview, review. I think Liverpool are going to get Nottingham Forest on the opening day. That would be amazing. Because yeah. it was the first ever game Liverpool yes. Forest played in the Premier League. And Forest won oh, yeah, one. it was, wasn't it? I'm sharing sharing them. Them. Yeah, I've, got, I've just got this little feeling. I don't know why. Also, yeah. I pumped them a few quid. So, I'm... I've got... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, excellent. Cheers, guys. And uh, yeah, thanks, as I say, to um, Matt and Mac as well. And yeah, pleasure talking to you three guys as well as those uh, two as well. And yeah, cheers for doing the quiz. Hope you enjoyed it. It was uh, a few spelling mistakes, a few issues, and it comes from an idiot writing a quiz uh, for YouTube in an hour. But yeah, do another quiz at some point before the start of the season. We've got uh, on Hotspur Hood on Monday, half seven. 
Uh, we've got a, a, a season review, kind of an overall of the the whole season, really. Uh, so, yes, make sure you check that out. Uh, thanks for watching this one and the comments coming in. Please make sure you hit the like and subscribe. Uh, you can also get the podcast as well. It's on the description. Then go over to Hotspur Hood, go over to Jamie Phillips Football Chats and Raw Motion Podcast. Do the same thing there. You know the drill by now. But, yeah. And, yeah. We can still be safe in the knowledge, but we're in the Champions League. We're in the Champions League. We're getting the signings in. Hopefully, there's more signings. Look like Conte's getting what he wants. And who knows what next season could bring. Let's hope we are in a title race and we win a cup. But until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching and to everybody who joined in the live chat. Before you go, please leave a like. Please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. It's all free. You'll be notified when we go live. Anyone who missed the live stream, can still watch the replay on YouTube. And any comments, questions or suggestions on the there for anyone listening to the audio only podcast thank you so much for listening anyone who wants that podcast you get that wherever you get your podcast from alternatively go to our twitter or instagram page on the screen we'll be back on monday on the hotspur hood youtube channel give them a subscribe we're there at half 7 p.m uk time and we're on this channel let's talk tottenham 12 30 p.m uk time again on fridays until then come on you spurs